X8. X8. Yep, not, not 18. 18. X8. Nope. X8. X8. And and at least we still have numbers. Can you imagine how annoying this will be in 10 years when it's just like, go watch WrestleMania. Which one? Oh, we don't number them anymore. That's right. They're all just WrestleMania now. Yeah. Well, JR said that Vince hated Roman numerals. That was a thing for a while. So Vince that's hates why people that sneeze. So Vince I, changes know. what he hates and then justifies it as if he's always hated it. Yeah. Because apparently he hated Roman numerals so bad that that's why 13 got 13. Like that but was a thing. The, but he's the one that approved Roman's name being Roman. Uh, you know, I, I don't know about this guy. Well, not just that, but during Mania 13, they had an advertisement for Mania 14. And they had Roman numerals. Yeah, I don't know. But, why. But, and then they had Roman numerals for Mania 15, because that's only two, pal, XV. But, yeah. the, but then Mania 16 was fucking WrestleMania 2000, pal. It's too hard to remember 16, pal. Gotta do 2000. I, that man a big makes, year, pal. makes decisions that I don't understand. And then, just, I don't know if you saw, anyone saw the, the McAfee interview he did, but in that, he basically justified... Everything he does is, well, just because, you know, yeah, we go to Saudi Arabia, but uh, they're, they're just people, too. Uh, well, well, kind of, I can't, you know, I think you're missing the whole point of why people don't like you going there, sir. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know what? He's, he's a politician. He's skipping around <laughs> the uh, actual yeah. issue to give a, a nice squeaky clean answer yeah he yeah, does a lot of that and yeah. actually somehow put himself over as a face again with the general crowd like people are like man vince is actually a cool guy i like vince yeah and i'm like yeah, yeah wait, wait, i guess hold on a second didn't we like what's the last thing we seen like last he heard last song get headbutted he got headbutted by ko right so, yeah well yeah and i mean he's been around backstage with austin theory lately um, oh doing yeah that whole fucking but he's like mumbling he barely sounds very loud and it's hard to understand. No, he's like that. the McAfee thing, too. He like, I don't know if he's dying. Maybe he's dying. I think he is dying. I he think that's what happens when you sleep three hours a night for fucking ever. And you just, I'm not sick. I hate sneezing. Yeah, and I just, can't be sick. Just deny no. everything. Yeah, I think yeah, you, get you can be sick. sick. Yeah, He's almost 80 years old. <laughs> yeah. And fun fact, apparently he was trying to get back into the ring this year. And then yeah, like, they, and they had to talk him out of it and put theory in the match it's like good yeah. i don't want to watch vince in a ring no no, <laughs> no. um but I barely want to know watch that he's, before. we know that he's gonna break his own rule and induct uh, the undertaker and um which is dumb you... i don't think i don't think vince should be the one to do that i feel like it should well, have been foley um, i don't like kane but kane no nah, i think vince vince over kane right now um because Kane's got a pretty bad look politically. Twitter, oh God. yeah, yeah. But um, yes, uh, I think it's special. Here's the thing: I have a question. Um, do you think they're going to keep it, or did they mention? Because I actually didn't watch the entire interview; I only watched bits and pieces. Um, is he going to be a solitary inductee? Is he going to be by himself, nobody else in the class? I don't think they mentioned that, and I don't think they're going to do that because then it's they can't so market close. it as much. Well, yeah, but I don't think they plan to because Mania is now two nights, so they don't need like five nights of bullshit. They can That's just true. do it all in the two nights. So, um, and NXT, yeah, I, I mean, they're doing cool, an NXT but... event, but it's probably, it's not called TakeOver now that it's NXT 2.0. I don't know what it's called, but it's, it's can't be called TakeOver. 
So it's not going to have the same feel as it has for the last, you know, six years or so for the first right. time in a while. It's going to be weird, but um, uh, I don't know. I, I think so. I guess Vince inducting people has been a no, no. I, I think he might've inducted his own dad, but that's like it. Um, and he doesn't even want to be mentioned in people's speeches. So the fact that he's doing it is kind of a big deal. Um, and then if, yes, if Taker's a solitary inductee, the only time that's ever happened before was the inaugural class with just Andre the Giant. And so I, you know, I think... Can see, I mean, I, I, I'm one of those people that thinks they need to slow the fuck down on the, indu- on the inductions because, like, yeah. we don't need eight people every single year. Like, you don't have to do that. You can cut back sometimes. It's fine. Yeah, and I think if they're going to do that, now with takers the perfect time to do it right what better guy right. to be like he's going in by himself because he's in a class of his own and yeah that's fair so i think they might do that but um in other recent news before we jump into x8 um tony khan bought ring of honor and uh for, yeah from uh, what i heard the whole point of it was because he wanted the all-in tape and they he, it was cheaper to just buy the entire company with the yeah, tape yeah, library. He Ring of Honor, so he, <laughs> he gets all in and he gets all of their footage and everything. But cheaper is pretty interesting here because it's a $40 million sale and it's pretty public. And uh, apparently Vince bought WCW for somewhere between like 3.9 and 6.1 million. Which, so, yeah, that, that's crazy. Like you go Ring of Honor... Is is you know is not worth ten times what no. WCW was worth. <laughs> no, not even close. But, but that, that Vince is... definitely underpaid. Jericho said in his book, if he knew what it was going for, he might have tried to make a bid for it. So uh, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, like no, that exactly. I mean, I get that the whole point is no one wanted to invest without guaranteed TV, but like, I feel like that's something they definitely could have overcame if somebody wanted to bad enough, right? Well, that in in 2001, people had to know we're not going to be dealing with terrestrial television forever here. Like internet and brand worth and merchandising alone is worth something. So, right. I don't know if you own the TV tapes, uh, there's something I don't, I don't think people were thinking in the uh, intellectual property side of things because everyone says it's not streaming, but it's like, no, intellectual property is worth a lot of money. And now people are, you know, uh, buying, uh, art that didn't exist as art that's supposed to appreciate in value as NFTs and all sorts of goofy dumb shit with their money. So I yeah. think buying a fucking tape library of a fucking legitimate wrestling company would have been worth a lot if yeah. anybody had the mind for it. I think Bischoff and it's a bummer that Fusion didn't go through with the sale despite not having TV. I yeah, I, I still feel like for the price, I feel like they it it was worth yeah, it. Anyway. Why not? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, then again, yeah. I did watch no way out from this, this, the month before this mania 18, I watched no way out on a 56 K connection, uh, streaming. That was the first time they tried it on WWF.com and it was not there yet. So to say that um, doesn't sound like a, a good viewing experience. It was not, but you considering can't, they can't even get considering they can't even get their streaming right now. On yeah. Well, it looked events. about the same for the NWO entrances cause they cut yeah, so just, much of the frame rate out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so apparently, like, from what yeah. I'm hearing, Tony Khan bought it, and uh, his the, the tentative plan is to is to open it and keep it a working brand, and kind of have it like a B show, kind of like a kind of like NXT was, you know, for guys yeah. that aren't ready for main essentially, and kind of so that could be good if if they keep it separate. Like I d- don't well, make it apparently like, fully integrated. 
by uh, nature, it, it might have to be because I guess AEW and Shad Khan don't mm-hmm. own it. It's it's Tony Khan with a separate investment group, so it's technically a separate company. So okay, interesting. That could be that's that's. I mean, I've heard that they're going to have some interaction, which is fine. I don't mind that. Like you know, have some big names come in once in a while to pop a big match. That's cool. But you yeah, think keep it like. Just keep it keep it separate. Keep it. I think they're going to be tied together. I think it's going to be interchangeable with the workers. Like, it's definitely going to be a feeder system. I think for AEW, that's the I think the goal here. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, invasion angle. <laughs> no, I I don't think so because it's not really a point. Really. Yeah. But, right? but 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 fizzled out talks for Cody between WWE and Cody. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that this was the plan too. all along. I Cody saw the best. Gonna... I saw the best tweet about that, and it's that Cody Rhodes is isn't he's not uh, signing with WWE, and he's not you know he's the reason he's doing all that is because he's he's having his tattoo removed, so he can go back to you know not being hated for a stupid neck tattoo. <laughs> that, that would actually that might be, be it. Be, he comes wow. back without the tattoo and just pretends. Oh, that's that so people funny. like, where's your tattoo? What are you talking about? I I have. Are you? If he comes back with no tattoo and a mustache, <laughs> yes, and he just uh, says he's dashing or whatever, yeah. like I will fucking love it. I will, I will be like, you know what? He knew how to be a face again. Just literally yep. press the reset button on yep. this gimmick. But yeah, now lots of stuff going on. Very interesting. We still oh, know fair. what Cody's doing. No one, no one knows. No one has any idea. According to him, he's retired. He's, but the, he's not. There's no way. No. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he says he's a stay at home dad now. I don't think he actually used the word retired, but yeah. Yeah, he's a stay at home dad. That's it. his job now. No. Yeah. Um, but, you know, let's, uh, let's go back in time. We'll, we'll go back in time 20 years to Ring uh, of Honor wasn't, wasn't even a thing, I don't think, was it? I, I think it might have started that year. I think oh, it might have started in 02. Uh, Maybe. A, a bunch of different, co- like, that's the year TNA started. That um, was it? Okay. Yeah. I think um, Ring of Honor might have been a little older than that then, because I, I think I remember them vaguely. Uh, well, that was well TNA. Was this the first year it was TNA or was no? It was still founded NWA by TNA? Rob Feinstein. Feinstein on yep. February twenty third, two thousand two. So okay. months before this event, Ring of Honor was founded. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you I go. Figured. Now you know. It was basically like everybody had enough time to be like, oh, shit. Well, WWF's the law of the land now. They own everything. Time to start yeah. our own company. Because like we, SWWF, their first event was January of 2002. Um, yeah. Like a bunch of different little indie promotions were like, well, fuck, we're going to start our own. We're going to be mm-hmm. the next one. And it's it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but this particular event is not my favorite mania, but it's better than the two that we've watched so far, I think. What do you think? Uh, well, yeah, this is my favorite. Well, yeah, overall, this is my favorite. Like, I don't think any of the matches. Well, I don't know. No, I I like this. One. I was, I was very. Again, I haven't. I don't recall watching this one in its entirety. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the overall feeling of the show is. I recall it being very positive. Um, yeah, and this I mean, being in the probably top five or so manias. Um, we'll see yeah. what I feel at the end. But I was, I was, uh, I enjoyed it. And uh, Sean, finally, we hit. The breakpoint of forcible entry. We did it. We made it. 
<laughs> we, we finally did. made it. However, we open with kind of a meh performance from Saliva that yes. reminds me a lot of the band <laughs> we just saw on the NXT TakeOver show. I was like, is this like the same vibe that Triple H was going for? He was <laughs> no. like, I won the title that night. It was my big night, and I want to... Uh, I want to book a band that sounds exactly like Saliva did that night in 2003. Yeah, uh, yeah. opening with Saliva, my exact uh, statement was, sounds about the same as most live wrestling bands. Eh. (laughs) Yep. Eh. It was uh, eh. the video package is cool. The fact that it's time to the song is cool, but like uh, I, uh, I, I'll be honest, I, I skipped through this. I just I saw them. I listened to it a little bit. Went, yeah, no, I'm good. I've heard I've yeah. heard Saliva. I'm thank you. Bye. It's yeah, it's kind of eh. Um, but and it's followed we also, by we also missed a match before we jump in. Uh, there's oh, there's yeah, a match heat. on heat, and I'm I'm very confused about one aspect of it. That I just noticed earlier. So on Heat, you had Rikishi, Scotty, and Albert. You know the the hip hop hippo himself. Uh, they defeated Mister Perfect, Lance Storm, and Test. Uh, but Jacqueline was the special guest referee. Don't know why, because as far as I can tell, she's not associated with any of these people. All I can think is last last month we saw her refereeing the women's match, so maybe they're just like, I don't know, your referee now. I don't know. Yeah, ref, so that ref seems Jackie. Yeah, that seems kind of random, but apparently that match <laughs> happened. Uh, I didn't see it. I have no intention of ever trying to see it. Uh, it was three minutes. I'm guessing they did a dance where Kishi stuck his ass in someone's face, and that, that was the end of it. I mean, uh, here in O2, yeah, uh, I guess did they already break up S- Scotty and Albert and put Rikishi back in this mix? That's so weird because because Albert's in the WrestleMania 18 game as the hip hop hippo, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, do, so I don't weird. know. Uh, nothing makes know. sense right at this point, right? <laughs> uh, we're gonna go through the show and you'll see what I mean because there's like. If you watch our last month for 2002 and go no, to this out. month, you're going to go, wait, where did the feuds go? And, I, yeah. you know, I asked myself that several times. <laughs> in the opening match, in fact, I asked myself that because, uh, yeah, uh, the guy we see in it was not. There's another man that was in the feud who's on the new feud about. We'll talk about that later, too. There's a lot to talk about here. There's a yeah. lot of matches on this card, too. Oh yeah, um, it's a. Uh, this is our first four hour. Well, it's three hours and forty minutes, but closer to four yeah. hour. It's not the hard cutoff at three hour mania. Um, yeah, X seven might be the same way. It might be about a four hour show. I cannot remember off the top of my head, but I believe that. Well, I know for a fact that this is the first uh, f- over three hour mania we've covered this month. Um, yes. Because 12 and 13 were definitely like pay-per-view cutoff time, three-hour feed. Yeah, they were about um, two hours, 45 minutes. There's a really that. awesome video package to open this up. But instead of narration by like voiceover guy, we get sound bites from Taker, Jericho, Flair, Hogan, Triple H, and The Rock. And it's like really cool, kind of emotional, like what mania means yeah, was, to each of them. It was cool. It was just really long. Yeah, it was it was like, very long, but we, the problem we, was they did a full uh, rendition of that fucking saliva song before this. So we're yes. like eight minutes into the show before there's before any anything rest. happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, however, at this point, it's official. Uh, so in the opening well, match, blessed. we get Rob Van Dam, and we finally get the music that we 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 deserve. One of a kind. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's good, good and the. Crowd's definitely you can RVD is still over. Seems to be a theme here, huh? 
Yeah. Everybody loves RVD. Crazy. Uh, and instead of, you know, the continuation, like you were talking about, of the Regal and Edge feud, for some reason, Regal is now in this match with RVD. But yes, I'm just so... going to say up front, I think this is a better match than Regal had in either yes. of his two Edge matches. So Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm not going to go blow by, blow by blow. Match was, what, six, seven minutes. It wasn't, you know, it didn't hit that 10-minute mark or anything like that. Um but there's some cool offense. There's a little bit of botchiness, which you kind of expect from an RVD match, to be fair. Right. It's not going to be perfectly clean. There's going to be a couple weird things. Uh, but, yeah, no, for, like, comparing the matches we've seen from both of these guys lately, like, RVD didn't work with Goldust. That just didn't work, right? Yeah. Um, Regal didn't work with Edge. These They made it work, though. It, were, it was a good match. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, uh, like, there's, just, yeah, there's RBD's cool offense is really stiff. Um, mm-hmm. He's not trying to pull anything back. You can tell that he and Regal are both like, yeah, let's just go for it. Um, like there's a really nice knee from the face from Regal to RVD. And yes. so much the fact that he goes for three covers in the row, like he knows yes. that this looked good. So he's like, I'm going for the cover three times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh jr drops one quick line and then lawler cannot let it go he says rvd has educated feet one went to yale and one went to harvard and then lawler's like which one went to yale which one went to harvard was that the yale one was that the harvard one for like the whole rest of the fucking match yeah lawler was uh, i don't know if he was he was in some sort of mood this whole show because i jr gets legit annoyed with him a couple times yeah yeah for Um, sure but yeah there was a uh, so there's one part of the match i believe it's a Dragon suplex, right? So a half Nelson's bat, you know, suplex. I think it's the dragon yeah. suplex, uh, which JR not on point here. He calls it a half Nelson to German suplex, which is <laughs> not correct, but nice try. <laughs> at, at least he tried. Like last, we just watched an hour long match where nobody could call any moves. Yeah. So yes. at least he's Whatever there. Try, at, least, at least he's trying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so guess what the story of this match is, Sean? Uh, Regal has the power of the punch. Yes, and he really likes to play with his dick in public, is oh, I yes. think yeah. what's going on. But So they do that thing again where you have, oh, Dast crazy, he's got multiple knuckles. Who would have, wow, you'd think the referees would have figured that out by now. Like, check under yeah. the balls and in the ass. Mm-hmm. There's, you're going to find There's more. So many places. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he's got a tiny. Maybe he's got a little wiener, and it's just kind of wrapped around it. And maybe he's got yeah, three, but like yeah, there's still anything, three but, places. Uh, but RVD's smart. And he he kicks he never it pulls out, him of out of his boots. Yeah, I, why does he never pull him out of his boots? Uh, maybe, I, dude. I think he just likes them in his junk area. Yeah, he's <clears> like <throat> he's into the the cold metal against. Yeah. His... So uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's you know, it's a good match. I'm not going to go blow by blow. It wasn't too long. Definitely wasn't too long. It was too short, if anything. I felt like they could have done with a couple more minutes. Yeah, there was a big power bomb from Regal on RVD <laughs> that actually looked yes. pretty good. And I was like, I'm not used yeah. to seeing power bombs from Regal. Uh, they fogged the fuck out of the arena during the match. Like it goes from like yeah. clear in the arena to like smoky gray, and I'm like, okay, and it stays for the rest of the show. But it's like they forgot to until the show opened, and then yeah. Vince got on the radio to Kevin Dunn from Gorilla, and fog, he was like, hey, fog, fog, fog it. Fuck it now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so RVD wins with the five star fox splash. You know, always looks good. 
Yeah, and, uh, both guys bleed hard way from the mouth, so this is a stiff match. Yeah, like, and not... uh, so we get new Intercontinental Champion Rob Van Dam, uh, and I believe, I'm pretty sure that's his first singles gold in the Federation, right? I believe so. I think that's he the might first gold, won... period, actually. He might have won something bullshitty during the invasion, but titles got so bullshit during oh, the that's era. That yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, don't rem- I can't remember if he did or not, but that was the first actual serious run where he gets something, and I really liked that match. Yeah, I gave it a six, six and a half out of ten. Could have gone seven if they gave him a couple more minutes. Uh, Because it's not often when I watch a match, you know, and I'm like, hey, give them more time. Usually I'm like, yeah, cut, take, no, we don't need that. This is one of, there's a couple matches on the show that I'm like, hey, give them a little more time. And it would have been, you know, really good. But six and a half, almost seven. I thought it was pretty good. Meltzer pointed out something I didn't really see or pay attention to. He said that uh, Regal gave RVD a Tiger Driver 85 right onto his head, which is the yes. half Nelson German. Like the, yes. the suplex was apparently right onto his head. <clears throat> yeah, the suplex. Yeah, RVD took it. That's it what like Meltzer called it. it. was worse. The, the like, Dragon it was just... Suplex is apparently called the Tiger Driver 85. Well, what's the Tiger Driver 84? The half Nelson German was the 85, so the 84 must have been the full Nelson German, or maybe it was the quarter Nelson German. Who okay. knows? <laughs> you know, it does annoy me. Like, I get I get it. You really like <clears throat> Japan and Japanese stuff. I get it. But, like, you, you could just call it what we call it here because you're, you know writing for Americans and English. Speakers. I just but you think know it's, it's fucking okay. weird. The tiger masks finisher changes from year to year, but it's always called the tiger driver. Like he just gets yeah. to change the name of his finisher. Yeah. No idea. It's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I'm calling it a dragon suplex. I think that's what it was. It is just not a half Nelson German of any sort. No way. But apparently it was right on his head, and I didn't it was, really notice yes. that. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, well, it wasn't even on his head. He like he hit like as he was going back. It's almost like his like neck got cranked forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it looked bad, or it looked like he was actually hurt, but clearly he was okay, which is good. But yeah, it was pretty. It was very very stiff. <clears throat> yeah, he said there was a few moments of miscommunication, but overall, pretty good opener. Gave it two and a half stars, so about a five out of ten. You gave it about a six out of ten, so around around the same neighborhood. Yeah, I, I liked it a little more than him, but uh, so Sean. More important than that whole match, we came into this, and my only reaction, not knowing what this was for, was what the fuck happened to that man's face? I understand oh. now why Vince McMahon wanted to just put a green dot over his face. Because that's horrifying nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah, Christian is, uh, I think he's on LSD. I don't know something. what he's doing. He's Crystal. just grinning like he can't stop grinning. <laughs> and then he does it like three times. And I get why he's doing it now. Now I, at this, So again, we're getting into stuff of when did this begin? So apparently Christian's actually been aligned with DDP, but then he turned on him. I have no idea because I've not seen any of that mentioned recently. Our DDP is the European champion. Did we know that? No, no fucking idea. No, no all so, of this I mean, is just... <laughs> it seems like they tried to carry over bits of positively page without him, him actually ever acknowledging that he was positively page in the WWF universe. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, no, uh, they definitely. Cause yeah, he's he like was... motivational and smiling, which is, yeah. And it's all over his Titantron video, too. But the only time we've seen him is stalking The Undertaker's wife, as far as we know. So, like, yes. I don't I don't really know where 
this side of DDP comes from other than they're like, oh, the fans know. And the fans don't know because nobody fucking pops for DDP when he does come out here in a couple minutes. But yeah, Christian in this gimmick is odd. Uh, it, I, 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 I remember the theme yeah. song. I remember the temper tantrums. And I remember the drama masks, like the happy and the sad. But I don't yeah. remember this side of the character at all. No, no. Um, but yeah, uh, it's we got DDP versus Christian. Um, For the I, I want to say... <laughs> I do want to say it was you're, you're the master. Of this is uh, is that DDP's theme or was that dubbed poorly? Oh, no, that is DDP's theme. God, That's his I, awful fucking WWF theme. Okay. I mean, it his WCW like, one was also awful because it was, you know, it was just a song that is a real song. And they yeah, changed but Jimmy up. Hart, Jimmy Hart wrote self high five to be smells like teen spirit. Yeah. Jimmy Hart wrote that. <laughs> yeah, specifically and yeah. it's literally it's literally the same it's just got what a different chord at the end that's the only difference it's right? It's, not even a different chord it's just in a different order <laughs> okay so yeah <sighs> but uh yeah we got them uh ddp's a face it's sad though because the crowd doesn't really care about this and you know when you bring a guy in and his gimmick is yeah, he's stalking a wife and then the wife beats him yeah. there's not a you know it's good it's hard to come back from that yeah which sucks because i actually i actually really liked this match which is interesting yeah, I, like i don't recall like i don't remember a ton of ddp stuff to be honest most of it's wcw right. but With, he can definitely work him and savage. christian are him and christian are, they, they put on a good match for the time they were given yeah, christian gets announced from tampa florida by the way because he's yes. brother he's yeah, not he's not Toronto in Canada. No. Toronto sucks. He hates it. <laughs> uh, it just sucks how unover DDP is here. Yeah. I think this match would get a better crowd reaction had they not buried him coming in like that because yep. he's good. Um, one thing, well, they do mention that that DDP drove uh, Honky Tonk to the ring here in this they very did. same arena at Mania yep. Six in that his happened. pink Cadillac. And Jerry um, Lawler couldn't stop being insulting anyway, just the whole time. Just what, what is your point? Fan. You're not even. You're not even adding anything. You're just you're just saying things now. Stop it. He's cu- he heard honky tonk man. He's like, oh, I remember what to do when honky's here. Hey, let's just talk shit about the face. It's true. Um, yeah, there you go. That's right. Um, but when I don't like, I don't remember if he did this. I, he had to have worn these in WCW. But I'm not a fan of the pleather pants, like the loose pants look on DDP. Like I, I always, like I always associate him just yeah, either jeans. Yeah. Or, 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 or like the, the, yeah, the like the, yeah the diamond shiny tights yeah mm-hmm. yeah I mean I vaguely remember this from you know I remember the the outfit I just yeah, it's kind of odd I don't like it but I don't there's something to be said about pleather baggy pants in wrestling it's they were this era right like Rey Mysterio comes in the next year and he was the pleather baggy pants uh, I mean it, it depends on the wrestler too like always no, the like, Hardy Boys aren't pleather the Hardy Boys are no. allowed to wear baggy pants but it's not yes. pleather and baggy it's when no. it's pleather and baggy that I'm like mm, it depends on who baggy. it is like like Diesel Nash that was his thing he always had that with the tassely things that was just what yeah but the wore. tassels are different and they're yeah, not that true. baggy they're not no, baggy. They're not that they're baggy, but they're not tight. He's tall. He's big and yeah. tall, but these are like intentionally baggy. Yeah, and, which is uh, weird when it's 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 not like you know DDP's out of shape or like why, why can't he just wear tight? I feel like this is just a Vince call. And Vince just do this. Why? 
I don't know, man. Morrison has the fucking baggy tights, doesn't he? Johnny Nitro, John Morrison, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo. No, I thought he wears tight. I thought he wore. Well, he wears like tight tights now, but when, but aren't they like loose bell bottoms at the bottom in WWE? Like whenever he's in WWE, Vince Mm. is like, weren't you in Eminem, pal? We're going to put you in the pleather. You know, they might, I don't know. I, I, well, I mean, poor guy came back after a really good run he had outside and immediately is. Yeah, we're not going to push you. Like, I feel yeah. like I feel like that's how they get everybody, and everyone just believes it when they're like, "Hey, pal, we'll bring you back and we'll push you." It's okay, Vince. it's and Vince. Then Vince gets bored a million times. Yeah, the Vince, Vince gets he's bored. like, "Well, you know where I could see you a year from now? You'll be headlining WrestleMania, yeah, and you'll be doing radio shows at seven in the morning. Do you think you can handle that kind of responsibility, pal?" And they all say, "Yeah," because he sells them on it. He's a salesman. He wins yep, every time. That's true. I mean, Jericho talks about that in his book. When Jericho signed with WCW, he had an offer from WWF, but it wasn't, you know, it was that kind of, well, we can't guarantee you anything. All we can guarantee you is that you might get some TV time. And he's like, I'm going to go take actual money. Thank you. Yep. But then when uh, he did go to meet with Vince, he was like, he wore like lifts in his boots and shit. Yeah. Like he said, like he was, he like intentionally got a tan and like went out yeah. of his way to do all the things. <laughs> yep. So it's like, I don't know, man. You're, yeah. you're trying. Trying pretty hard. Uh, but yeah, um, those pants are dumb. There was the dumbest call of this match, which, you know. Uh, so Paige throws a discus clothesline, right? Okay. Yes. And uh, so JR's call of that move is almost a discus audible. You know, there's a pause. Almost a discus-like punch clothesline from Paige. Well, nope, it's not almost like a discus clothesline. It is one. It's not a punch. <laughs> So just I I don't know JR is not on his game this show maybe it's because Lawler's being so obnoxious already. And Ty, I think that maybe it's because he's not a fan of saliva. He doesn't like the younger kid music, and he's off. You know, who knows? Maybe he wanted Honky Tonk to come out. Got to be something. one of those. Uh, but yeah. Um, also, complaint of the day and of my life. Please, somebody out there, explain to me how the fuck Christian's finisher makes any sense or works. It doesn't. It's it, the, no. no. It, when he when he does the spin and holds them over, all they have to do with their arms is lift them slightly, and they mm-hmm. would be out of like it. I need to go watch a YouTube video and see if anyone can, like. Surely there's YouTube videos exploring the legitimacy of that stupid move because it's dumb and it makes no sense. And I can't believe he still uses it. He's still using it because I watched uh, this event yesterday. And as we're recording this, we're two weeks ahead of schedule, folks. We've already broken that. We've we've peeled that curtain back before. But um, uh, I just watched Christian headline. It's called the kill switch now. I don't know what it was called here, but it's like the evolution of the unprettier. Right. It's the unprettier. But behind my back. Yeah, I think it Um, was. It was the I think he I think he changed the name when he went to Tanay, I think. I think he changed the name when he became Captain Charisma and did the peeps thing, but it's not Maybe. the Unprettier yet, is it? Because the Unprettier, when he does it know. face first into his crotch, but when he does right. it behind his back and does this twisty arm thing, I don't know what it's called. It's called the um, stupid move and don't do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking Cody Rhodes' what, what's his finisher? That stupid spinny thing he does that looks like ass too? That's better the than crossroads. this. Yeah, Crossroads is better than this. The fucking worm is better than this. I, fucking 
May Young farting in Bubba's face is better than this. I just, anything's better than this. I hate this move. I like Christian. Hate this move. Because I, there's legit, like, no way you cannot just easily escape it with no effort. Yeah, this is just the kill switch. The Imprettier's the the same one as the Impaler when he does he like face first into his crotch as he goes down. But this okay. has always been called the kill switch, apparently. Yep. And the only move that may not be as dumb as this is Big E's finish because he literally just drops a man onto himself and that's the that damages them. But this is up this is up there. I, I, I literally just found a uh an article naming the kill switch is one of the fir- the worst uh five finishers and big e's is on there as well as yep. terminus damian sandow's finisher I don't uh even, yeah and if i don't remember I can't finale, which is also pretty fucking dumb <laughs> yeah that, yeah I, but yeah so that move's stupid and i hate it but um uh page hits the diamond cutter and uh he wins the pretty crowd short match. mild the crowd didn't really care. Remember five years before this when the diamond cutter was the most over move in the fucking yes. business? Yep. Okay. No one cares now because they <laughs> ruined it. But yeah, about the same time as the last match, same pacing. I thought this was also very good. I liked it. Yeah, I gave this one I, a six out of ten. A little bit. I liked it a little bit less than the first one, but still, I thought it was good. I could have I could have bared another couple minutes of this match without complaint. Meltzer gave it two and a half again, so I guess he rated it under you, but exactly the same as the last match, so basically yeah. right where you're at. Yep. Um, uh, the I didn't like the post-match, what they call the afterbirth here, with uh, DDP being like, hey, it's okay. You tried your hardest. Yeah, it's weird. So could. they're definitely and still trying to do And then he turns on the- him. He's like, but you lost. Like, you always lose. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Loser. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> and then, yeah, I, it was very weird, and, like, I don't know why... Page isn't over. It's sad because he should be like objectively looking at just this. His ring work is good. His gimmick is just ridiculous enough to be good. Yeah, and, but, and he's but great on the mic. Not. He's yeah, always but been great no on the mic. Cares. And it's and it's because of how they brought him in. That's all it is. Hundred percent. So um, our next match is Maven versus Goldust, and the winner is Spike Dudley. So that takes us on to our what the fuck happened to our feuds? Because the last time we saw Spike yeah. Dudley, he was a tag team champion. Well, before uh, that, we have something that was actually good. Not to say oh, this is the bad. Oh, Rock but... promo. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, so I, I'm very interested. So The Rock this, has, you know. <laughs> this is a fucking fantastic promo. Like, I like Everybody it. shows 80s promos to their friends, like Dusty Rhodes, Hard Times, Ric Flair. It's okay. There's so many 80s promos that people show to their friends, yeah. right? This promo is one of those. Yeah. Like, it's on The it's Rock on making Coach get down and pray. Yes. And what? In the blue hell was that? Like the whole thing. I just got to throw this out there real quick, though. Seeing Coachman in a tux is as weird as seeing Fink in a polo. Yes, it's bizarre. And it doesn't work. That's not what he should wear. No. Um, I will say this, though. I I, I will say this. One of the most underrated, like, we all know, you know, fucking um, Okerlund and Flair. Yeah. Yeah. Coach and Rock are up there in ridiculous chemistry oh yeah well the, they, the one person that the rock so the rock has chemistry with everybody yeah right but like it really worked with both coach and lillian because yeah. he, he he fucked with michael cole which is both the rock promos we've seen this year yeah. so far have been michael cole frosted tips promos right um 
And it looks like Vince, by the way, just to just while this is on my mind, it looks like Vince told him to cut the frosted tips and it was just barely too long to cut them all entirely off when you do see Michael Cole on the show. <laughs> yeah. He was like, get rid of the tips for WrestleMania, pal. Um, but no, The Rock and Coach and The Rock and Lillian, but that's just about strudel and sexual tension and shit. But The Rock yeah, and yeah, Coach yeah. is like... Well, that Fuck hey, me. that might that might be about sexual tension too. We don't know. What's yeah, going on well, that's here, what right? I mean. Is I think the coach is the <clears throat> rock's bitch. Yeah, because it's just the relationship <laughs> between the rock and coach is exactly the same relationship the rock has now with Kevin Hart. Yes. Yep. <laughs> As like a super really celebrity, is. he just plays. He's like, oh, you're a tiny little guy, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's good and. I feel like uh, they definitely don't. So what we know for a fact is the Rock doesn't really rehearse things. He just yeah, he no. wants to go into and get an actual reaction from you. And yeah. so I feel like that's what Coach 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 is told: just play along with him. Yeah, because you and can see is- Coach when Rock tells him to get to pray. Coach is like, uh, uh, uh okay, I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and this uh, is but, as good of a rock promo as there ever was. Like, yeah, this, this is, is very this good. Is it I wasn't mean, all ridiculous. He gets serious toward the end after he chases Coach away. He goes and you know goes after you know Hogan. Does, yeah. steals his catchphrases. Does the shirt rip thing? Very. Good oh, the promo. shirt rip was great because he did it with one arm and he. Yeah, yes. no, the whole thing was just good. It yeah, was it was good. a very good promo. But we go um, from good to the hardcore division, which I can't say is bad. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah so what sean, as sean said it's so goldust versus I, maven and the match ends with spike dudley winning so they're right there you go that's, that's really all you need to know yeah so the winner is spike dudley and the match is goldust versus maven um yes i will say for I, forgot, the, I forgot to mention the rock uh definitely intentionally says hulk hogan yes, a couple he times does. he does yeah, he the does. ultimate warrior thing yes he's like hulk hogan Hogan. Um, yeah. and, and I, I appreciate the touch because I've watched Mania 6 quite a bit because mm-hmm. they didn't have it at Blockbuster that we tried to rent it at and mm. I bought it on eBay and Wait, was I got six, the original was, that was what Hogan and Warrior yeah at the yeah. same arena the Sky Dome in Toronto right, it was right. actually the tape I got was from Canada and it came with well. a, a poster originally but I didn't get the poster and no. it was somebody's really beat the fuck up old VHS tape and mm-hmm. it has like the slot for a poster and other shit, but it's all gone. <laughs> and right. it's like the wor- it was the first thing I bought on eBay that came to me in condition that I was like, really? You fucking sold this? This belongs yeah. in a Goodwill. <laughs> 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 and I was like 12. I was so mad. We were in sixth grade. I got that shit. I was so excited. It took like three weeks to get here. I was like, finally, it's there. And I was like, holy shit, this is I, I don't up. even know if I can listen. <laughs> will this even play? Shit. <laughs> It did, and they apparently didn't play it much because it was in pretty good shape, but the case was fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Maven uh, had probably the tough enough theme as his music, which was probably some fucking new metal band. Yeah. And yeah. they definitely overtracked it with the worst creator wrestler theme, and it's so loud. Yes, like, it's they, very they loud. have to make it louder than the loudest noise to make it cover up yeah. whatever they're trying to cover, and it's awful. And again, like, I don't even know what they're trying to cover because I thought he just used the tough enough theme. That was his theme. He was that was his thing. <laughs> yeah, but they don't own the rights to that song anymore because mm, that show right. was on MTV. So MTV right. had the rights to a lot of music. Fair. So, so yeah. yeah, we have Gold Dust versus Maven, and uh, Spike Dudley wins. So 
I, I will say, so the match, the match, quote unquote match, only went three minutes. Um, however, we are going to see a recurring theme throughout the show. And we'll get to that every time we get to that. But um, yes. I, I, I actually liked their work in the ring, like before oh, yeah, no. Spike Dudley shit. Maven it was it was going well. Eat, Maven can eat some fucking bumps, man. Yeah, between no, what we saw nuts. at the Rumble with Taker and then this, it's like yeah. okay, Maven knows how to work. I wish yep. we got to see more. And this out is, of and it. I feel like this is good for gold dust too like because back in the day you know he wasn't considered you know a technical wrestler he was a brawler but he he was in all this yeah it it was i thought this was good i said i'm surprised i thought this would be bad it's actually pretty good again because i don't have any memory of maven other than that thing would take it that's all i remember about maven and then he was gone because tough enough was was and traditionally has been a joke Oh, we're giving yeah, a million dollars in the contract. Okay. The first two seasons are still worth watching as a show because it's from the golden era of reality TV. Yeah, so it, it's ridiculous. It, it ain't, oh, it's yeah. no Legends House, though. It's no Legends well, House. That's, nothing is. Nothing is. Um, <laughs> if you, but yeah. Uh, also, who's your favorite, uh, or who do you think, not as a wrestler, but was a better school teacher? Maven, Matt Stryker, or Shane Douglas? Or Spike. Wasn't Spike a teacher, too? I think Spike was a teacher. I guess we'll actually throw all four of them in there. You know? Who do you uh, think was the best teacher of those four? Not the best wrestler. Teacher. Hmm. I don't know. It's a tough one. Probably none of them, and that's why they got into wrestling. Whose class would you rather go to? Not as a good teacher, but just as being in the class so you could fuck off and play Game Boy under your desk. Probably Spike Dudley. Probably Spike. I feel, like, I feel like Spike would be the lenient of the like. Maven looks a little <laughs> bit the too most like fucked up from his match the night before. <laughs> right, guy. I just I got thrown over the rope again. Just just do whatever. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Yay! He's got like fucking scars and blood yeah. from an ECW. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But that uh, yeah, it was a short match. I gave. Can it a you three imagine out of if ten. Mr. Hoganson was in ECW? Oh God. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> comes back. I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, Bubba just power bombed me yeah. through a flaming table. <laughs> He's got a band aid over his blade scars. <laughs> well, that'd be great. Oh, that would have been awesome. Uh, so, now to tell us the story of tonight's undisputed championship match, which is not next. Oh, God. It's not next. But just to tell us the story I... Platinum Recording Artist's Drowning Pool. Um, I'm just going to say you probably skipped this, but. Um, yes, this is the best live performance in one of these that I've seen. Really? Like, okay. like out of like most of these bands performing their shit in front of a big crowd and they sound like either like, oh, shit, we're playing a serious show now. And it just sounds bad because it should be like perfectly rehearsed. It should yeah. be like Super Bowl. They should be doing playback right. just so it's not bad because <laughs> right. But it's bad half the time. This yeah. is good. Um, well, I think part, of, the, part of it might be just because uh, we know, spoiler alert, they're back out later. So maybe they just, you know, they figure you're going to be out there twice. Maybe we can dial them in a little more than. Yeah, well, I think it's that. I think it's Drowning Pool was one of those bands that. I mean, well, they're not here playing fucking bodies, which is cool, because that's the song everybody knows them for. Um, they're here playing Tearaway, which is a song from that same album. 
but this singer dave williams was really good uh <laughs> way better than fucking josie scott from saliva that's for damn sure yeah. um and not to talk shit about josie scott it's just dave williams was a really damn good singer and he he died on ozfest 02 on the tour bus like eight months after this so like did he really i shit? think that band had a lot more of uh, they they were gonna go places and didn't, and then yeah. ended up kind of just being one of those bar bands. But they were yeah really good performance here from them. I was surprised because like he's not. This is before auto tune could be done in a live setting. He's not pitch corrected live, you know. Right. And he's holding notes well, even though you can tell he can't really hear himself like most yeah. of these singers can't. But you can tell immediately that most of these singers can't hear themselves and they lose all their confidence. He doesn't, yeah. he starts off with like low confidence and then pretty much gains more throughout the song. I was like, wow, this is the best Russell mania performance of music I've ever seen. Um, they are back out here and it's not as good the second time, but this, this performance of their actual song and not like triple H's theme song, mm -hmm. best thing I've seen on a WWE show. That's not like super produced. I was right. like, wow. This is cool. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, here's the thing. If, if it it says something if you can't make Motorhead sound good, because there's not a lot going on with Motorhead. There's a guitar, right. a bass, and Lemmy growl groveling into a mic. And if you right. can't get that to mix right, like, the uh, yeah, it's more impressive that they were able to get this to work. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I didn't um, watch the whole thing. I saw a bit of it, and I kind of, yeah, I did skip ahead. Um, but yeah, they played the entire song. Another video package played along to tell us the story, which is cool, I guess. Yeah, but why here? Because yeah, the match is not there? here. No, the match is not <laughs> anywhere near here. Oh, it's a long way. Because um, we come back, and uh, uh, so Crash is just uh, he's beating up Spike Dudley now. Because hardcore title shenanigans, Sean. And then yeah. Al Snow tries to kill people, actually murder people. With that a was amazing, <laughs> though. He was so. He had Teddy Long. I don't know if Teddy Long was just a referee, but I'm still just mad. Drop to them boxes, player. And then, <laughs> <laughs> it's but, good. So it's so stupid, but it's good. like so. In the context of having actual matches for the title, completely stupid. However, for sheer backstage shenanigans, awesome. The twenty four seven title is has is complete trash compared to hardcore title. Oh yeah, Fact. because the hardcore title was just the. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the belt itself was like a taped up shit version of the world title, right? Yeah, like, I think it, it legitimately it was. I'm pretty sure it was actually when they gave it to Mick, it was like a world title, and they just smashed it because Vince. They came about when mankind did, like Vince was trying to like keep mankind happy to use him kind of basically the old version. It's the winged eagle belt that yeah, like, like Yokozuna held yeah, and then just, smashed. Like, smashed it. Yeah, <laughs> and then duct taped together, and it, it's it's brilliant. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, so so yeah, Al, Al Snow like comes in and hits a giant stack of oddly stacked boxes in the middle of a room for no reason and that they they sell for that because him and teddy long are fucking gone for like two minutes like it must have been an intense crash yeah and they were like gone so yeah, they, but then and then after they miss and the other two get a fucking hurricane comes swinging in on a fucking rope 
from, <laughs> from off camera, <laughs> fucking to get pins and then fucking flies away. It, it's so dumb, but I love it. I love Hurricane. I everything. I miss Hurricane. So much. oh yeah, me too. And like obviously we know Hurricane was already here because we saw the, like the double goozle at the uh, the yeah. Rumble. But yes. like I forgot that they went this full swing into his character this early. Yeah. Oh yeah, because we amazing. know he he stays this goofy for about three years because yeah, we've, got, we've awesome. already got him and mighty molly here and molly turns mm-hmm. on him um but they must stay together because i remember them sort of being together when he had the short green hair yeah and that's coming soon and yep. then we have hurricane the tag team yep um and that's before kane tags with rvd and then loses the mask yeah um and then we have Rosie, the superhero in training. So we have like three years of Hurricane storyline after this. And it's like, in my head, that all was like one year. You yeah, but, I mean? but it, that's the thing. When it's so good, you can do it longer. Like, the what? what's the, the Nikki Ash thing right now? Nobody cares. Oh, it's so awful. And it's they have dead. to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one, what's there's no that? need to get rid of. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> I forgot that was his catchphrase, too. And he said, I'm like, oh, my God, that's right. He even had a stupid, the fucking, like, <laughs> well, they go to the, you gotta the, do her, the her cycle. Yeah, <laughs> they yes, went, the full, went full blown in the, and it's great. It's this is proof that I know you know who, who fucking hated this Cornet. I guarantee you, he hates this. Yeah, more than he like, hated okay, so it. So here's good. another thing: they started calling him Gregory Helms even before he became the journalist Gregory Helms mm-hmm. because Vince was like, "Well, I've already got a Shane, pal." Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, and they do that all the time in WWE. Like there can't be two guys with the same name. Yeah. They're kind of can, but they're kind of can. It depends on the name. It's another one of those Vince changes his minds all the time thing. Yeah. But like in AEW, it's so bad. Like they make memes like, like Lee Moriarty versus shoddy Lee Johnson guest referee, Keith Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah. Brian cage versus Christian cage, Adam page versus Ethan page guest yeah. referee, Adam Cole. <laughs> like, like they're just they keep going and going and you're yeah. like holy shit maybe they should change some fucking names once in a while man yeah every day you know yeah sometimes but uh point of this whole ramble is hurricane's fucking awesome oh yeah if you don't, if you don't like hurricane <laughs> if you don't like hurricane you don't like wrestling and if you don't like wrestling why are you listening to this podcast and if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and don't like wrestling you should get a hobby or something right <laughs> that, like that watching wrestling. maybe you should start yeah, watching maybe you should watch wrestling uh, but hobby. Now we get into another match that, again, Where did not the future? Sure. Yeah, so we got Kurt Angle versus Kane uh, in so the middle Kurt of the Angle show. Drove all the way here from No Way Out in that car, and yes. he ended up in a match with Kane somehow. He, he was yeah. so late to the show by driving across the country to, to Canada. Been. Yeah. that he ended up in the wrong match because yeah, a bunch so of shit happened. I guess apparently they they so they don't do a very like we don't get any like any sort of package like a package would have been really helpful for this. So I can see because yeah. basically all they say is Kurt Angle's blaming Kane for him not being in the main event. And I'm like, OK, but why? Like what? Because last time last we saw. So last thing we saw, right? What mm. like last we saw was when we watched that uh, that that special Raw I think right was that this year? No, that the, was last year. Yeah, the Raw was a one, okay. but this year we saw Angle win the Rumble, win the Rumble, and then put it. Or no, no, no. Or no we Triple saw, H, won, Triple the H won the Rumble, and then Triple H lost it. He put it up for grabs, and Angle beat him 
to go to WrestleMania, and then WrestleMania happens, and Kurt Angle is in the mid-card against Kane. Yes. And apparently he's blaming Kane for whatever happened. I don't know what happened. I have no idea. But this is cold <laughs> enough that they give Angle a promo in the ring at WrestleMania to cut on yes. Kane before he comes out. So they know and, that they... Yeah, and very surprising. Um, for you know, Normally, Kane's kept pretty strong, but Angle beats, basically dominates in this entire match. Yeah, it's um, and uh, it is annoying. Motherfucker. Apparently, the uh, there's a storyline in here that Kurt Angle caused Kane head trauma because they say head trauma a lot, like uh, too many times. Yeah, for sure. It's it's horrible. (laughs) Uh, But the match is pretty good. Like it's about the best you can expect out of a Kane match. Because you're not, you know, you're not going into it going, this is going to be, a, you know, ten out of ten. You're going into it hoping, I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> That's all you can hope for. It didn't suck. It was good. It's Angle, of course. It's not going to suck. But the, also, this is Angle who can get a, you know, a pretty decent match out of Kane, but is incapable of a five star match. Never happened. Yeah. Never. Like it, it should tell you. Well, the most interesting thing about this match. Is that Kane does an insiguri. <laughs> yes, that was a surprising, and I gave him I gave him props for doing it, and it didn't it didn't look too shitty. It was no, right. it, looked, it looked pretty good, and he doesn't have to slap his leg because he's fucking seven feet tall. Yeah, and so, then it's, um, so we also see one of my favorite things Angle does, where he fucking like I don't know how he moves this quickly, but a guy gets up on the top rope, and Angle goes from on the ground to belly-to-belly suplexing them off the top rope in fucking, like, a half second. Yeah. Like, Angle's big, but he's... he's I, it, The more you watch his match... It's like Bret Hart, right? Everyone knows he's a great wrestler, but the more you watch the match, the more you're like, you know, he. I think he's better. People are underselling people, and I think Angle gets undersold a lot. Angle definitely gets undersold, because, like, Kane's huge... And Angle's strong, right? Yeah. There's not that many guys that can do an over-the-head belly-to-belly, period. No. Like, and he does what? I think he does He does a regular one and one off the top rope. Yes. He does and, a regular and, one to start the match off. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and I know I know people are going to say, well, yeah, well, but Kane's jumping. Yes, obviously, but it still takes... Kane can't jump and flip himself. Yeah. Kane can barely I mean, jump. Never, I've never decided who I like better with the rolling Germans between Angle and Benoit, but they both do it really well. I, see, my problem is I'm just not a fan of the rolling German because, like, I feel like it takes away a lot of the impact. Because, like, like I feel chained on the guy. Yeah, like especially like you see it with Kane or with bigger guys that can't, you know, they can't take the bump right. Where a lot of the right. impact looks like he's just landing on Angle's shoulder. Yeah, and so it doesn't okay. look really good, but. I, I yeah, don't know. you gotta I, like Lesnar for that for just fucking throwing a guy. It's like fuck yeah, him. at least Lesnar just he's like I don't I'm not protecting you. I'm Brock Lesnar, pal. Fuck you. I got a, <laughs> I got a farm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so uh, the match I don't know. It's pretty short. Well, I guess it's it's on par. I didn't get bored with it, so it wasn't too long. Yeah, um, it wasn't. But they didn't need to go any longer. It was a good, pretty dominant by Angle. They really were. I don't know. Again, I don't know the whole story about why he wasn't in it. I I think the whole point was from Royal Rumble, they knew it was going to be Jericho and Triple H. But I feel like Angle kind of got the shaft here, like almost like they had something planned and then they just scrapped it. And they're like, I guess you can fight Kane. 
because yeah. that, that's that's what it felt like. It's kind of thrown together, but it, it was a good match. I gave it a six out of ten. Meltzer I probably, not. probably one of the best Kane matches you're gonna find, to be fair. Meltzer was not so kind. He gave no. it a two and a quarter. Um but he said flat out Kane tried to work angle like a uh, Kane tried to work with angle like a rustler instead of a monster. Yeah. Problem was it showed just how limited Kane really is as a worker. Yeah. Um, yep. And then he said, you know, the finish looks sloppy. You know, he just thought the match was not. Oh yeah. So yeah. Ang- so the, the finish wasn't what you think. So I guess technically, they didn't make Angle as dominant as he could have been because so the finish was kind of a fluky. Kane went for choke slam. Angle did a you know cool angle counter into a roll up or no a schoolboy I think it was. It was a and, rolling cradle. It was a cradle inside cradle. Yeah, and then he got he put his foot cradle. on the rope, but it was like really late in the count, and so it was and like so he my didn't look point, like he was cheating that much. He barely yeah, got any leverage, but yeah, it was supposed think, to be that he was cheating. Yeah, and I think that was to keep Kane kind of strong. I don't know. I I feel like it's just like they're. Like, clearly you want Angle to look strong, but well, then why wouldn't you just have him win? Oh, we want to keep Kane strong, but why'd you have him get destroyed the whole match then? Like, you know, yeah. 50-50 booking doesn't have to happen, but there are times when it makes sense. Like, in this match, it would have made sense to, you know, have Kane do a little bit more, but I thought it was good. Yeah, for sure. At least for a Kane match. Like, I'm not saying it's a good... I'm not saying this is something you should go out of your way to seek and watch, but if it comes on, it does not offend. Exactly. Don't skip through it if you're watching the whole event, but don't go out of your way to find it. Yeah, you know, it's not. There, if you want to go find something with Angle in it, there are at least a hundred better matches. But if you're looking for, you know, an example of Kane to not just be playing big boot choke slam, look Punch here. You yeah, can yeah. take a couple bumps, but yes, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, it. Yeah, Kane it went a bit too long in my opinion, but at the same That's time. Fair. Do you want it to go shorter when you're basically taking two main event level guys who just don't happen to be involved in anything? I mean, I think I would have. I think I would have cut three, four minutes off this. Put two minutes okay. on each of the other two matches. Make you know, give make this one like six minutes. Make the RVD and then the DDP ones maybe eight. I feel like yeah. that would have. I would have liked that more. But yeah, it, 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 it didn't drag on. But it could. You know, it didn't need to be that long. Shit, even take two minutes off this match, make this one eight minutes, and make both of those seven. I'm just kind yeah, of any, yeah, just something. Yeah. Just adjust it a little bit more. Uh, but who cares about that? Because we're back to the hurricane. Yes. Back to the fuck, hurricane. Yes. Uh, and now he's uh, hiding in a dressing room, and Sean, boobs. That's boobs um, everywhere. Well, yeah, he's it's so and they mentioned this on commentary later. They don't say it here. I wrote in my notes. Oh, he's back there with the Godfather's hose. But no, the Godfather is a pimp. He is running an escort service. These are yes. his escorts. Yes. Um, And he just happens to be behind the room divider before they come in the room. But then they do come in the room. But then he peeks and yes. that makes him a heel. Yes. Even though he's not. Because back then, being a perv was a face move, unless yes. you were the wrong person. Ask yes. Jerry Lawler. He's a face perv. Yeah, he's a allowed to perv. do that. But yeah, he's a terrible pervert. I, I don't know how it's his fault. that I, I'm sorry. If you're just wandering through the backstage and you just go, hey, look at my tits. Like, that's on you. I'm sorry. You didn't check the room first. That's not my fault. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah. They, they Vince definitely got involved here because so... Hurricane's hiding behind mm-hmm. like one of those like Japanese-y, like, see, like, you know, you can see like 
the shadow yeah, through a, it. It's a Tommy. It's a rice paper room divider. Yeah. It, yeah. And the only way that that would be lit like that is if there's intentionally a light on the other side to light him against it. So obviously it's not real. Uh, but it's funny, Sean, because he has he has a broom and it looks like he's got a big wiener. Ha ha ha. Funny. Oh, yeah. It's the literal. It's literally the Austin Powers joke. Like it is. three years too late. And yep. Lawler loves Austin Powers. So he's just putting it over. <laughs> yes. It, it was this. This was less good than the last. And then Godfather runs in and chases him away. And it, this was weak. This was the weaker of the hurricane segments. I'm going to give this one a. Two hurricanes out of five, I think. What's up with that? It's just not. It's not great. It's okay. It's not great. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So this is going to be a recurring theme of uh, a hurricane fleeing throughout well, the arena. It's the let me up. So so I mentioned this later because they needed one when they didn't have one. After this next match, we're about to cover the match following this match was not in the right spot because. No. Um, it's just the way the show. There's a couple instances. This whole card's just not quite right. There's a there's a glaring one. We're gonna get yes. to well, a glaring two after yes. yes. Yeah. But um, uh. <clears throat> there's there's what Vince calls "let me up" segments where you have a very emotionally heavy or big match, and then like something to ah, I got a piss break ah, beer yeah. And uh, the only example of that on this entire show is these hurricane segments backstage, which are too right. short. And Alvarez even said during the last one, uh, Alvarez had said that the Hurricane had pinned Spike Dudley for the, the Hardcore Championship when he went up to eat. That'll teach him to eat. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah. they're happening pretty fast. Three. Oh, no, it just resumes. We're back. We're on the air. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, no, nothing to see here, folks. Uh, so there's a great video package for uh, Flair and Taker. Like, yep. honestly, um, he'll as as it, it hurts me to say this as like a longtime taker fan. This like, this is best. This, taker. this might be prime taker. This might be the best he ever was. Like, yes, his, like his in-ring quality was better with Michaels. I get that. But like as a full package character, I, I've, this is I think this is peak heel taker during the undisputed title era is good. Yeah, it's easy to say that his in-ring work was better with Michaels, but he was playing that character, right? I love that he's actually working heel in this match. Yes. Like he does cowardly <clears throat> shit. Mm -hmm. He does like it but like he does expressive shit with his face. Yes. Like he's just a really good worker in this character. He's he himself. Yep. And I fucking yep. love it. Yep, and, and that's like, why that's why one of my favorite things he ever did was that AJ like the build up in the match because yeah. that wasn't the undertaker that that was that was mark yeah i mean like i actually popped for the metallica song um, I, I thought that was a cool touch but i would have popped more now in retrospect if it was you've done it now <laughs> you're make a oh, big mistake God. i would have been like oh man he's doing <sighs> it for real but yeah, <laughs> but yeah no, I agree, and I mentioned that throughout this this uh, this match that I, I'm pretty sure, in retrospect, not being as huge Taker fan, obviously, but I think this is peak Taker when he's a he Taker works good as a heel, and if he's allowed to actually, you know, like because when when he did that one interview or that one promo that, that rambled incoherently that Jericho got in trouble for because he talks right. better than Taker. <laughs> uh, which is that literally that happened if you didn't know that taker had a rambling incoherent promo jericho came out and called him boring. Desert. 
We ate snakes. Yeah, they ate snakes. Him and Big Show might have fucked in the desert. Uh, Jericho called him boring, and apparently Taker got from the leather of the hides of the. Yeah, it was a whole. It was, but this is good when he's not like he's not. We've been seeing a lot of stuff with him where it's clearly scripted, and he can't read scripts for shit. It's awkward, and I hate it. Um, And he's allowed to say more than just "rest in peace." It's yeah, nice. no, he, it's good. He's like himself, and yeah. he's he's an asshole, and he probably really is. But but like it, it works. I don't know. He seems chill. I've seen him in a couple things. Well, actually, I don't know. Honestly, everything. I mean, obviously, if he's interview being interviewed or in something, he's gonna you know put on a I'm not an asshole face. But he seems to be pretty chill. I'd with say everything he's I've a seen. asshole. Right, that's true. Like, if you're not in his world or respected, he probably doesn't have the time of day for you. Maybe not. Yeah, that's so. true. I don't know. We, so I'm I'm mostly going off of watching him on an episode of the Hot Ones. He seems oh, super yeah. cool. That so I, that one's I don't know. You never know. Maybe he's an asshole, but I think he's probably pretty okay as long as Stone you're not. Cold that's seems like more wrestling. of an asshole on there. That's, that's Stone the thing Cold about like more of an ass. Oh yeah. Fucking but, Gordon Ramsay. Uh, so Gordon's the opposite. He's apparently very nice if he's not on camera. Yeah. But that's that's his character. He's an asshole. That's what he does. So. Yep. And Stone Cold was an asshole. You make me eat these wings, huh? <laughs> huh? What? What? It's pretty hot, son. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but yes, you know. Ric Flair and Undertaker. No DQ match. Uh, this was building. We saw the beginning of this apparently. Yeah, we we, uh, we saw the build at. Well, they they've been back and forthing um a bit and we saw the real <coughs> beginning of this, I guess, at No Way Out. Um, because in January at the Rumble, Maven and Undertaker had their uh, their spat. Yeah, so, I, also I think... earlier that night at the Rumble, I believe Ric Flair was having his interview and Undertaker just walked in like, Huh? My yeah. yard. My yeah, my yard, and then he yeah wandered away, and we were both like, "That was okay." <laughs> At that point, I'd forgotten they they had this match. Like it's it's sad because the Rock Hogan match gets all all of the attention on the show, but this match was a fucking banger. Yeah, well, uh, and Taker's also nine and nine and at this point, by the way. Oh yeah, nine and zero. Uh, and so one thing I wonder about is like, so obviously Taker has role in here. He's, he 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 yeah. doesn't lose the theme song like other people do like maven earlier tonight for example but yeah. like does so does everybody know probably not that fred durst is a playable character in wwf raw for the xbox no i didn't and now so i know i'm wondering if maybe he signed over the rights of roland permanently for the <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> right maybe yeah I'll, you put me in a game shit yeah shit yeah come on Maybe I don't know. I'll, I'll, but yeah, no. Take, Taker looks cool uh, as always. Cool motorcycle, motorcycle entrance. It's silly, right. but it fucking works. It just works. Like Austin's, it works on Austin's camera when you're in the ring. Good. It just yeah, it works on camera. It. it works on camera when you're in the arena. It looks goofy because they have to fucking pull up the stairs and shit. Yeah, and it, you, it, you can immediately tell. Oh, here comes Taker, and <laughs> they're moving the stairs. Yep. Uh, and uh, fun fact, Ric Flair's jersey, I actually have a... Ta- oh, I don't know where it is. I, I don't know if I gave it to you when I abandoned a bunch of wrestling shit with you or if it's somewhere. I don't have the jersey, no. I have the uh, the teddy no. bear. Yeah, the Ric Flair teddy bear. It's That's the same one. I think that's the one it's based on, maybe? Because I... Okay. 
But it might not be because I know he wears some jer- some robes a lot. But that it's the golden red one, and uh, it's I don't know. I like it mostly because yeah. I have a teddy bear of it. I have the uh, classic superstars series two Ric Flair, and it's that red robe. It's Is, a great, okay, robe. yeah. Because I think I don't know. Like I, I still think when people think of Flair, they think of the blue robe. I think that's like the iconic one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, well, a lot of them are iconic. The black that's butterfly true. robe has become yeah. iconic over time. I just um, want to go to his house one day and just be like, take me to the robes. <laughs> he doesn't have that many anymore. Oh, I believe his son-in-law has more of them. Mm, okay. Conrad probably has more Ric Flair robes than Ric Flair. Ric I, Flair needs right. money more than he needs robes. Do you it's know how true. many wives and children and alimony? Didn't he just get divorced again? Again. From uh, yeah. Fifi. From Wendy yeah. Barlow. From Fifi. Yeah, this is, yeah, it's a... Uh, Flair, bad, he, he needs to bad. stop. He needs to stop marrying people. Just, just. Well, yeah, and Hulk Hogan is getting divorced. Divorced. Again. Yeah, from. So I don't know. So, so a bunch of really old wrestling guys are gonna owe a bunch more money. Yep. So it's we're gonna probably gonna see both of them again soon. <laughs> oh yeah, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, so Flair's in there. We uh, started off pretty hot right away, and uh, Flair not chopping very much, uh, actually punching, which is something you don't see, and he should do it more because his punches look really good. Yep, punches are good. Um, it's they're working pretty stiff. It looks like to me. There's a sign that just says Brett is fat. Yep, but it's that, Brett with two T's. But Brett Hart used to spell his name with two T's, so who knows? We're in Toronto. It just could be literally yeah, it's Brett. Because there was a Hitman sign tonight already. So yes, they're in Toronto. Yeah, and shit. Yep, and uh, I I do find it slightly annoying and insulting in this that um, uh, Flair's dominating the Undertaker through the beginning of this match, right? right. He's beating the fuck out of him, but. Um, he gets more offense against Taker, you know, Undertaker, the Undertaker, than he got against Vince McMahon, who isn't the Undertaker. So yes. just more points proven that Vince is actually the ultimate wrestler. Um, oh, yeah. So he's the genetic jackhammer. He, yes, God, I, yes, he, he says that <laughs> a lot. Yep. yep. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Taker's got a cut on his cheek. So hard way blood. Let's go. And surprise. Red alert, spoiler, that's not all the blood we're going to see. Who would have? Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Surprising. But I love Lawler for what he starts doing. <laughs> yes, it gets really good. Uh, <laughs> so uh, kind of an ugly spot in the beginning, though. Flair uh, fucked up his over-the-rope bump he does. And he kind of yeah. got like, his head almost like wedged in awkwardly. And when, These are when you not think about WCW rings, you know, no, when different. you think about it, you're like, yes, you're like a 50 something year old man. You probably shouldn't be doing that. Uh, but man. he's Ric Flair, so he can do whatever he wants. But well, it's it WrestleMania. This is this is his first WrestleMania besides yeah. the one where he ended up not facing Hulk Hogan at. Right. Yeah. He, you know, he, he one, faced the one that, show, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is not a bad match. That's it's better. a better match. Yeah. But <laughs> but. Like, what's better? You know what I mean? The Rock and Scott Hall would have had a better theoretical match. Yes. True. But, like, would that have been better? No. 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 Well, I just, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, so we'll, we'll talk about that match when we get to because I did a bit of research. Right. But, yeah, so at this point, uh, they're outside. So they redo the spot, but they don't do it. I know I complain about that a lot, but they don't do it badly. 
Like they don't just blatantly stop. They kind of work it back in and he does another one because that led to a spot to get them out of the ring. Basically, right. Taker, Taker hits the big boot off of it onto Flair off the apron to get him outside. And uh, at this point, I, I wrote, I expect Flair to be opened up soon. And then immediately, oh, Flair's busted wide open. <laughs> Out so. of nowhere, though. When does yeah. he do it? He's a fucking magician. Yeah, I no, love he, that. Because I, I literally nowhere. went back and back. When did that happen? And yeah, I was like, no, it he, just fucking. Yeah, he, he just spontaneously he was bleeding. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and again, nobody in the business can bleed like Flair. I think it's just the oh, hair no, no, no. because it turns red. It's perfect. And yeah, and Lawler, Lawler says that. So JR starts. So Lawler says something about, oh man, Undertaker's cheek is bleeding profusely. And Jerry's like, <laughs> he is. What, what about Ric Flair? And he's like, oh well, yeah, he's he's bleeding too. <laughs> and then he's like, I think it's just the hair though. It shows more. And then he continues. He goes on like two more minutes go by and he goes, well, Undertaker's actually soaked in blood. You just can't see it because his hair is darker. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> He just this is the stop. one time that I like Yeah, Lawler. this is where I said Lawler's being hilarious and <laughs> JR is being pissed off. <laughs> and I just noticed at this point, uh, there's actually two Ric Flair's in the ring. Lil Nature's is in oh, there. Yeah. So um, that's, that's, I was kind of upset when later in this match, I'm just going to say it now so I don't forget when we get there, but there's a screwy spot where Undertaker ends up hitting Little Nature. Yeah, and uh, it's he should after have been busted was... open too. <clears throat> yeah, just say. But it's after Taker was down for a minute, and I was hoping Lawler would say like, "Oh, he just he just got confused." So there's a sign in the crowd that says "D's nuts" all the way back here in 2002. I thought Damn. that was amazing. Yeah, that's that might be one of the earliest editions of that. Yeah, this is the first appearance, the debut of D's Nuts. His origin story starts at WrestleMania <laughs> X8. Obviously. Uh, Flair finally starts opening up with the chops, and of course the crowd fucking goes crazy because he hasn't been doing it yet. That's his thing. Uh, it's cool, though. On the camera, there's like a spot of blood that got on it from, you know, Flair's yeah. Yeah, bleeding I read head. About that too. I was, like, I was really, it was cool. Awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Like they, they should do more shit like that. That was cool. And again, I say I love the heel work from Taker. It's just so good. But then we get a don't, fucking massive. Don't tell, him, don't tell him to do more shit like that because then they'll do it digitally like the birds flying out of fucking. God. They got to do it for real. Like Flair's got to bleed for real. And yeah, then, then wipe on the camera. Blood. <laughs> yes. It's because Flair's so coked out. That's how he bleeds so well. His blood's it's so crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's cool though because like in this match, his hair's just the right length where it gets like weirdly stuck so he actually looks like a psychopathic cokehead so good. oh yeah so good <laughs> i it, a 50 year old saggy breasted cokehead but a cokehead okay so you were talking about the uh the superplex spot I yes dude the, so <clears throat> i know you don't like superplexes no i like this one and here's here's okay so you get to tell me why Obviously, you're going to rate Flair's figure four as a good figure four. So I don't okay. need to ask you about that one later. But here, right. I feel like I need to tell you this is a good superplex. Okay. And the reason it's good is because only Taker ends up on the top rope on his feet. Okay. Yep, it's when true. both guys end up on the top rope on their feet balancing for a second before right. they go over that it doesn't yeah. work for me. Yeah, it's just Flair's it's weird. on his ass and then he just kicks with one foot off the top turnbuckle. Yep. 
onto the onto the ground. I agree. I, that that might be one of the prettiest yeah. superplexes I can recall seeing. It was pretty much perfect. And it's cool because Taker put him up there on purpose to do it. So it's not like you yeah, know, it's not a ridiculous setup. Take your plan. Well, the idea of the move is a ridiculous setup. Usually, well, of course. Yeah, usually but, it is. But but I'm OK with it here because these two are masters of the art. Yes. You know, and and it, do it, was, like it was Flair super impressive because it wasn't like a quick one. It wasn't quick. Like Flair didn't no, do all the work. Taker. But the actual drop him. is quick and yes. you can see. So I don't know if this is the cue, but Taker slaps Flair's side. Yep. He goes. And, and then, then he tosses them over go. his shoulder. Yep. And I think that's at the point that Flair throws his weight and then kicks off the turnbuckle. And yep. that's the genius behind it is they're not both balanced on the top rope. Right, exactly. Flair's always on. His balance is on the second rope. His ass is on the top rope, but his balance is always on the second rope. Yep. And he just uses the turnbuckle and the kick off to yeah, turn and, himself over. And it over. just looks, it looks, it looks, it looks so yeah. impressive. Because that's the seventh, that's or what, Taker's what, 6'10", I think? Yeah, a he's, 6'10 it, man it, who's it might, legitimately putting him. Yeah, it's probably more like 6'8 without. Yeah, like, yeah, the, the, yeah. He said he's, he's gotten he's, shorter over the years. He's but, still um, big. He's still tall, though. But like, it's just yeah. if you. Yeah, go watch. Just go watch this whole match, of course. But that spot specifically, you should seek that out as a perfect superplex spot. Yeah. Coming from which is crazy. Like, who, who would think who's what's the best superplex in the business? Undertaker and Ric Flair. That would not be either. No, no, not my first guess. <laughs> yeah, so far it's my favorite that I can pick because I'm yeah, so picky about this. Yep, it's very good. And then Taker actually would have won the match, but he act, he pulls Flair's shoulder up because you know he's a heel. He's gonna beat the shit yeah. out of him. He's That's a what heel. he does. Motherfucker. And, uh, yeah. So Taker does it again, breaks it up again, and right. uh, I agree with King here. Sean, what the hell is a booger red? Um, that's JR's nickname for Taker. Um, it's named after some, I think, college high school football player who had a famous mm. name. But, um, okay. he's when Taker's natural hair grows out, it is red. Yeah. And so I don't know why people get that confused when the comparison's drawn, other than this is one of the, I think Taker just dyed his hair brown here, too. Cause yeah. I think it was red when we saw him at No Way Out. It was, it was reddish, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like in general, whenever we see him grow his natural hair out, it is red. And now yeah. it's painfully brown. Like he's yes. clearly gone gray and he's clearly been dying it painfully yes. dark brown for like the I, last. I just, it just, it just, it, it bugs me that like, because he, he, once or, you know, okay, but he keeps calling him that throughout the match. It's still a little, and yeah. like, he's got like 10 other nicknames Big Evil, Big Red, Big Red. Fine. Why Booger? No, don't call him Booger. It's just weird. I don't like it. Well, I think that's when he came up with Big Red, was because okay. the WWE didn't like Booger Red. But don't there's, call him there's Booger. a. Um, I don't know. There was a. Here. We got a fucking article right here. Let's, let's get deep dive. Um, Tommy Nobis or Nobis, Nobis University Nobis. of Texas linebacker. Mm, uh, okay. Ross went into detail. Here's a quote um, of all the names I threw out there that some stuck and some did not. <clears throat> this one did not. Obviously, if it did, it stuck in a bad way. But the Booger Red <laughs> definition is very simple. Booger Red was a reference to the great Texas linebacker, the late Tommy Nobis. 
Tommy Novus wore number 60. He had a 20-inch neck, red hair. So all through his school, because this was such a fierce hitter at six foot three, probably 245 middle linebacker, he was huge for that position during that era. He unhinged people. His nickname was Booger Red. If you look in the dictionary for what a booger is, other than if you go for something looking for in your index finger when your nose, booger <laughs> means like a goblin or something like that. A scary oh. person or a scary entity, more specifically. Okay. okay. I thought this might stretch out there and make something because The Undertaker is a macabre type figure and Booger Red is a kind of tribute to his Texas heritage. But because basically what happened is shit the bed. <laughs> so that's where we are. Trying you know? to use a little football on Tommy Novus was the baddest of the bad. He'd tear you apart. Taker was the same way in his world. Taker, of course, had naturally red hair. Anyway, the more you explain it, the crappier it is. <laughs> okay, well, now I know. Good, good, good work there. I know. And I did not know that that was a definition of booger. I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. Really, it was just but just. It makes more. Movie. It makes more sense now. Now that I understand, it's a double meaning word. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's where the etymology of boogeyman. Yeah, I guess it would make sense. That that you know that it yep all everything's clicking right now. Got that click moment. Yeah. Uh, hey, Sean. Yeah. I just want you to know that. Uh, so, who's not out there with the Undertaker? Who's not out there? With take, yes. uh, which I'm means there's guessing. no, which which means there's no urn, which means Taker's dick is vulnerable to attack. Oh yes, of course, twice, almost back to back spots. We get the one on the on the <laughs> rope. We get the one on the rope. Yep. Um, and uh, and then uh, I think he just one, straight kicks him later. <laughs> he well, he he gets the one on the rope and then chops him thrice on the chest, yes. which brings him down to the floor. Yep. Um. Uh. But. You know, then he follows him down, and here's one thing that I love. They have a reason for there to be a lead pipe. Yes. It's not just a red a, a lead pipe under the ring. Take carries it around as a weapon. On oh, his motorcycle, in yeah. the motorcycle gang he's in, where they call him Booger Red. Yeah, it, it's all coming together. <laughs> but yeah, Flair actually is the one that introduces the pipe and Donk's Taker. And uh, Taker's busted open. Not, not a very good blade job, to be fair. It's pretty. He didn't. He, it, it looks like he just stabbed. He didn't slice. Yeah. Which is, again, there's an art to blading. And you want to stab into your skull. And then once you get to skull, you want to s- slide. So you open up a cut. So there's big wood. It looks like Taker just like stabbed himself aggressively in the for- like center of the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't look great. But hey, it, it counts. And yeah, so Taker with the goozle, and then uh, Flair just kicks him in the dick. Just straight in the dick, because he's the dirtiest player in the game. Woo! Yeah, that happens. And uh, Um, yeah, Flair locks in the figure four. At that point, JR says that Undertaker's genitals may be called to Death Valley when this is said and done. And I was like, oh man, he's right. There's no urn. This is the second dick spot in one match. We have not watched a single Undertaker match without a dick spot. No, it's it's a. I hope you realize that. We never. Have you ever noticed that? I mean, not. I Have mean, you I was, ever like taken note of the fact that every single Undertaker match apparently has a genital-related? Oops, you hit my actual man balls. No, I'm a human being with genitals. Unless the urn's out there. I mean, yeah, but even then, that was only the like very early Undertaker. Right. Yes, because the urn's been out there probably after that, and he still sold it. 
Yeah, well, that's because yeah, the urn. Well, it lost its power, Sean, because you know, for because of the Underfaker when yeah. when the when the yeah. other guy. It's it's a very co- it's the lore is very complex. Okay, people, it, this we oh. would need we need a whole we need like a three hour video dedicated to the Undertaker lore if we're going to get into this. Okay? <laughs> Now's not the time. Not in the middle of this. It's a script we have to write. That's like totally wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, like we take it like it's going to be factual, but we just fucking spin it. Yeah. So it uh, Taker hits a choke slam. Taker. Well, so Taker's in the figure four now. And uh, he does a cool spot where he does, you know, where he gets sits up and is angry and no longer yeah. feels pain. And he they don't goes, get a shot of his face though. They only get a shot of Flair scared. Yeah, we get a re- we do get a replay where we do see his face and he does look scary. But uh, yeah, they can get the shot in live. Uh, but he goozles Flair, who then lets go of the figure four, and he choke slams him. But it, again, unfortunately, it's a. Uh, I guess so. They. It's a he falls with him with the choke slam, so something we don't like. However, yeah. I they kind of you know said, oh, his leg gave out because he was in the figure four. So okay, I'll give him that. Maybe that's okay, but it still doesn't look great. <laughs> right. Um, and then Taker for some reason just out of fucking nowhere attacks Little Nate for no reason, no reason, just because he <laughs> felt like it. Like literally, Little Nate has done nothing to even like make Taker upset. He's just there, and Taker just goes. I'm gonna fucking hit you now. Boom. (laughs) It's a no DQ match. So he doesn't even like, it's just weird. That's why I was saying, I hope Lawler, I was hoping Lawler would say like, Oh, he must've just gotten confused. Yeah. It's weird though. Cause like it, it, the, the reason you normally do that is so you can do disqualificationable shit and not be disqualified, which is what we see. Cause immediately after this, uh, Taker goes out, gets the pipe. Flair fights him off a little bit, and then boom! Arn Anderson out of fucking nowhere, oh, <laughs> literally out of nowhere, he pops up it. and hits a beautiful spinebuster. Uh, this is Arn's favorite spinebuster of his entire career. Really? Yes, and he invented the move. So yeah, he sounded a lot. Yeah, um, it looks good, so yeah. but yeah. So I don't know where he gets that and uh, beautiful spinebuster. But Taker kicks out because the referee's up now. So it was literally just there was no reason to do it, but it happened. So th- there, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's it's one of those where I literally don't understand the logic loophole unless Arn was like, "Well, I'm not coming into the ring unless there's a reason for me to," and the ref has to be down, even if it's a no DQ man. Mate, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird, and that because like the referee being down didn't do anything, and then the referee counts later for Taker. It's like what? Okay, uh, but also well, Arn's Charles bleeding now too. Him. He Charles sees him because he's coming too as Arn's in the ring. Already. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. It's it's like it's legit like Taker knocked him out to go get the lead pipe that they've already used in a no DQ match. It's 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 a bit dumb, but the match is so good I can overlook some dumb things. I think what it came down to in reality was they wanted to think they wanted to make everyone feel swerved. Right. Because I think the reason they had Robinson down and Arn come out is they 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 were trying to swerve Robinson too, because they they thought everybody in the arena thought for a second that Ric Flair was going to defeat the streak because of that. Right? Yeah, 
Which is like, something they're no... going to go back to a lot going forward, by the way, with the streak. Oh, and... yeah. I mean, like, w- w- <laughs> shit, at the end of this match, <clears throat> when Undertaker wins, I mean, let's let's just go there, right? There's a last ride spot. So that was a little, I want to talk about that a little bit. So it looked like they went to do the last ride and it, like, Flair didn't get enough flip, but they covered it and then he went to a tombstone and they almost made it sound like, so was Ric Flair meant to have fought out of the last ride, basically? And so Taker just went to the tombstone? Is that what? That's what they were seeming I think to imply. That's the story they told, but I don't know if that was the original intention. Yeah, or, like, or... I, I feel like it might be, because, like, I know Flair took that superplex, but I don't see Flair taking a last ride, you know? Right, and so what I'm thinking is Flair thought he would, and then once he realized he rotated wrong the first time, he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And so he told Taker, like, they just audible to do it. Watch it again and let me get out of it from the bottom. And right. then just do a pile driver. I feel more comfortable with you spiking my head into the mat than my back. <laughs> yes. That, yeah. So it was a little wonky, but um, I But I also it made don't a think... cooler story because Taker hadn't done a tombstone in a minute. I was going to so say, it made I, it look like he really was, put Flair away. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that was like also because I, I wasn't sure, but I'm pretty sure since he became you know, the biker taker, he's not done a tombstone, right? Right. He's I, only done well, the last ride have, in that shitty I dragon sleeper, maybe. I, I don't think he's done it much. I think yeah. he has, but <clears throat> not much. Because Kane still uses it. Yes. Um, Kane never had another finisher. Kane never did anything new, ever. No. No, he does a choke slam in a tombstone, and yeah. that is his. that is what he does. <laughs> I mean, like, Glenn Jacobs is really good at repeating things that other people think. Yes. So he played fake Diesel, and he plays the fake Undertaker in a mask. And then he loses the mask. But he never learns a new moveset. He just does the Undertaker's old moves from 1998 until he retires. <laughs> Pretty much. <clears throat> uh, but Taker wins. Taker, 10-0. Winner, winner, Undertaker, dinner. Yep. It's, and uh, uh, I gave that a solid eight out of ten. That was a very enjoyable match. Yeah, um, I really, really, really liked it, um, especially because the two Undertaker matches we've watched this month, or yeah, this month, and honestly, okay, every match, every, every Taker match we've seen so far for this podcast has been exactly not good. This is the best <laughs> by and, far. Um, yeah. Uh, against Sid and against Diesel. This is clearly above those. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to think back on the Taker's iconic counting to 10 on his hands is, is yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And um, that's um, it's interesting to think that the nine matches preceding this were probably all bullshit, shitty matches. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think, like, through a, this. Yeah, this is probably like the first. Which is crazy to say that this is his first great WrestleMania match when he's, you know, this is his 10th try at it, but. Right. But it was good, and Flair delivered. Flair got a moment. Flair looked great. It was uh, good all around. Go out of your way to watch this match. It is, I'd say, it's on par. I, I mean, I, th- I, think I, I think I liked this more than the Vince-Rick Flair street fight just because Taker's obviously better and can do things. As opposed to just yeah. lumber around. Yeah, Vince but, is not maybe the best worker. You know, no, he's, he might be not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was really good. 
And then, of course, we, as you said earlier, we we swapped something to kind of bring the mood down, which is uh, Booker T in glasses because he's smart, Sean, because he's got glasses. You see it? Yeah. <laughs> I fucking, I- every time Booker <laughs> T talks, I forget how much I love when he talks because he just says ridiculous <laughs> shit. Last time we saw them, he was tag teaming with Test. Yes. And he yells so much. At first, I thought he said Test, but it was Edge. Yes. Uh, that stole his Japanese hair product. Yes. Yeah. So that's where we're at. This is that legendary feud over edge got a hair care endorsement deal in Japan and Booker T did not. And so that is actually what this feud is about. You know, last month, the feud where William Regal still cheated to beat edge. That was just the end of that. Um, I feel, you know, you know, in EWR when a feud is not going well and you just go, you know what? End off camera. And Sophie goes, you sure you want to do that, boss? And you're like, yes, I am. That's what happened here. I'm pretty sure. I guess they're just ending it on fucking TV, right? They're probably not ending it off camera entirely, but uh, still. For us, it's off camera. And they don't mention it. Like, they don't, and not once in the William Regal match is Edge mentioned. Not once in this is Regal mentioned. It's like they're just. And not once in the Kurt Angle match is Triple H mentioned. No, so. they just are like, you know what? Maybe people won't remember. That's uh, Vince. Just, but yeah, they're they're feuding over hair care products. Uh, Booker T is implying that he's smart. Uh, what did he say? Fuck, they said something funny and I didn't write it down. He wrote a thesis on Einstein's theory of relatives. <laughs> yes. And then was it Cole back there with him, right? Who pointed out that's... You mean relativity? Relative. And he's like, there's two theories. There's two theories. <laughs> Thank you, Booker. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I will say, nowadays, Booker's a bit too outspoken and absurd for me but Chucky, Chucky, quack quack around I'm insane this time. as fuck <laughs> <laughs> he's so good uh but yeah we're getting booker t versus edge um crowd booker is T's very metallica logo trunks i was gonna mention i was like i i keep seeing metallica on his ass it's not it says booker no. t but for some reason it pretty sure it's just metallica's font <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, it's uh, the Metallica logo font. Yeah, on the crowd movies. is very not into this match at all. So the problem here is Edge is still being booked as a face. Edge is not a natural face. Thank God, by the way, he just turned heel. Yeah, IRL. I'm yes. I, I, I'm so excited for the AJ Edge match. Could be very good shit. Could be a match of the uh, year here. At could Mania. be, and the story could be great because Edge is finally a crazy, angry man now, which is good. But at this point, they're still pushing him into that. You know, he's like, he's almost like a, he's not happy-go-lucky. He's just a face. He has no real personality. He doesn't have any defining characteristics or anything like that. He just is Edge, right? And, uh, and he I mean, doesn't really. He's, he's well here. He's. Hometown Toronto, Edge. Canada's yes. Edge. Not as so. hometown as Trish later, as we'll see, but he is the hometown guy. Yes, and, and he's um, got Rob Zombie music from Forcible he, Entry. He so does. He does have that. that. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot to say other than uh, what possibly the most brutal-looking spinebuster I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Booker T on well, Edge, where he literally looked like he killed him. <laughs> It's just not a spine buster. It's a, I don't know, modified spine buster. It's in that genre. But I was going to say, brutal as in doesn't look good, looks no. hurt. 
No, yeah, um, it look, yeah, it, no, it looked good, but it also looked like it hurt a lot. So, like, it's wrestling say, you want to looking spinebuster was in the previous match. Yes, like, most honest, brutal like, looking spinebuster, both in it's not very pretty. So, think the Alabama Slam, but it's just a spinebuster. Like Edge literally was at like a forty-five degree angle over Booker T's shoulder, and Booker just fucking flipped him. It was it was beautiful. Ten out of ten for that. Speaking uh, but of that Alabama was really the plans, only. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, we talked about on the AEW match when Excalibur didn't know what to call it, and JR was like, "You know what that move is called?" My friend Bob Holly did it. <laughs> um, and then recently, did you see that reverse Alabama slam that Drew McIntyre fucking threw Riddick Moss on his yes, fucking head? Yes, and everyone thought he was going to be dead. Yes, and I mean, then to be they fair, Moss in also their next match they did f- it the same move again. Well, I don't. So, well, no, I don't mind it. The problem is that first one, I feel like Moss kind of got scared because in theory, he's just supposed to take that flat stomach onto the mat. I feel like as he was going down, he was like, oh, shit, I'm going to hurt myself. So he tried to tuck, which is a natural thing wrestlers do, which gets you in trouble sometimes. Pedigree, um, uh, AJ's finisher specifically, that one, if you do what you're naturally used to doing and tuck, you're going to be paralyzed. It's because wrestlers aren't used to taking bumps to the solar plexus. Yeah, they're used to they take it to the back, tuck you tuck your tuck your chin so your head doesn't whiplash, and you're good. To, uh, if you're McFoley, you literally are Im- un- impossible to harm at that point. But speaking of really ugly shit, there's a hurricane run yeah. in this yeah. match. Yeah, that just fucking made me go <gasps> for a second. Yeah, so so it was a yeah, so it was a top rope, essentially a Frankensteiner is what they were going for. They call it Hurricane Rana. It's, it's the same thing, but also you have the twisty Hurricane Rana. I don't know who cares. It, it's it's a Frankensteiner too. Well, that so everyone knows. And Edge hit it, and I I don't know if first off I don't know that I've ever seen Edge do that move before. So I'm not in, I'm not into busting out a new move that you're not good with good at yet at mania. Mania. Yeah. and then booker didn't like i feel like part of the problem is that the, that's another move that has to be timed just right from both guys and edge looked like when he went down he didn't catch booker correctly like you're supposed to kind of lock your foot around the back of his head so you kind right. of don't go down edge didn't so edge just hit the ground first and then booker had to basically flip bump himself off and then he landed on Edge because Edge landed. Yeah, it was it was ugly all yeah, around. It looked ugly. At least Edge knew to sell it until after Booker got up, like yes. to make it look like both guys got hurt. Because that's all you can do. Yeah, like, at that point you just have to. That wrong. Yeah, if if something goes wrong, you know you fucked up. Don't act like you know it. Just yeah, sell it like you both hurt and and hope that the commentators will fix it. Usually, if Jr's out there. You know you'll get covered. He'll say something. Oh, uh, there must have been sweat on the rope, or you know something ridiculous. But at least try and cover you. So yeah, don't at least do they the went spot for that. again. Yeah, ever. don't do it again. They didn't do that. Thankfully, um, there's a cool counter there uh, where uh, Booker jumped the spear. I love the jumping over the spear because I think Lesnar did that to Goldberg, right? Yeah, yeah, um, and it's a cool spot. Um, Booker hits a a great roll up from the corner that yeah. looks really cool. Yeah. But edge then takes him down 
and does a catapult from like the center of the ring that's way too far from the turnbuckle. Yeah. <laughs> and Booker almost has to like launch himself towards to make up. And it's yeah. kind of lame. Yeah, I love um, Edge, but you can definitely see he's still not a singles wrestler at this point. Yeah, he's getting there. Like, but, like his charisma's there, but his yeah. in-ring work is still kind of... His in-ring kinda... work's not there in his actual character. Like, he's charismatic. It's just like the, charis- the charisma doesn't... It's not channeled into anything. He just is. Like, you right. want to like him, but you're like, I, I want to like you, but there's like... You don't really have anything... Well, when you look back at this, it's even easier to see because you're like, what is this about? Like, what's the point of the Rob Zombie song? Like, does he identify with it? Yeah. I, like, it, I'm it not just a cool saying song. that this is a better. Well, this is a better song than any Alter Bridge song. In my opinion, I'm a bigger Rob Zombie fan than I'll ever be of anything Alter Bridge. But Alter but Bridge's song a is a better song for yeah. Edge. Yes. Nine days out of the week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, Edge with the spear. Uh, the Spinaroonie still doesn't get a huge pop yet because he's a heel. It's weird when heels have a move like that that they have to do because it's a thing. But, yeah, but that's what gets him over is doing it as an asshole first, right? Yeah, and then he yeah. does it. Everyone loves it. And Edge uh, Edge hits a spear for two. And uh, then the Edge like, so, I don't know if anyone out there's ever tried a Spinaroonie. I've done it in the past. I probably couldn't do it right now. But in the days when I could do the worm, I also learned how to do a spinaroonie. It is not really that difficult with a little bit of practice. If you're athletic, which Edge clearly is, he's a fucking professional wrestler. At you know, he should be able to pull it off, but he he does not. It's Big Show esque bad. <laughs> it does not look pretty. This shouldn't have been done at Mania. Yeah, and then Edge wins the match. Was was that the Educator or the Edge? I don't know. He's got too many Edge of uh, Education. They called it on commentary. I'm not sure if that's accurate, but that's what they called it. Yeah, so like one of his edge moves. Uh, and Edge wins, and no one cared at all. The crowd's just like, uh-huh, neato. And my reaction to this reason. match was also, hey, well, that match happened. Neat. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down the only reason Vince gave Edge a hometown win here is because Booker T is WCW. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not yet King Booker, which is my favorite Booker. Nothing is better than oh. King Booker. Yeah. King Booker. <laughs> oh, but yeah, in match, I gave it a 4 out of 10, which I feel might even be being a little bit nice. Like, the match was botchy, and they didn't work great together. There's a couple cool moves. Most most of what I'm giving these stars to are Booker. He did. He's a great worker. He just is. And uh, yeah, especially I mean, here earlier before, because later when he's King Booker, he's a little bit more injury prone. He's a bit more limited at that point. Here we're still in like peak just after WCW Booker, you know, work. Booker. So, <laughs> yeah, it was okay. Um, but the crowd wasn't into it. A good effort from them, but it just didn't work. So th- I'd say yeah. this is probably my least favorite match of this entire show, maybe. Ah, maybe the tag match, just because I'm so tired of fucking multiple team fucking tag matches. But we'll get to that. (laughs) And Uh, uh, it's go. It's okay though, because we immediately don't have to see this. Although, what did Meltzy say? He gave it one and a quarter. Okay. Um, He was not a huge fan of it. Um, That's surprising. He said, "Oh, but he he noted a sign that said they are fighting over shampoo." (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, true. That that is why they're feuding. 
and I like that. But no, so this is the crowd was dead once the match started, (laughs) right? Um, And you know, Edge got a huge reaction as the local guy, but other than that, yeah, they messed up a Frankensteiner off the top rope. Mm -hmm. Um, da 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 da. Yeah, the education, the implant DDT. Yeah, one and a quarter. Yeah, not not uh, not great. Now. We now luckily get saved again by our man, the Hurricane. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. This um, this is fantastic. They're they're continually fantastic, in my opinion. <laughs> These yes. uh, hardcore matches are what ties the show together. Yes, to me. yes. Um, and so Hurricane is basically still he's like sneaking around basically now to escape with his title, uh, but. I wrote here, did, did he get attacked by Coach? Coach attacked him, didn't he? Well, Coach found him. Found him. Oh, oh yeah, and then, okay, yeah, yeah. He didn't attack. I don't know why I said he went into defense mode, but he, he did, did go into defense mode. <laughs> no, he, he was put his arm up. Coach like, was going to attack him. Yeah, he put, he and did this. He's not yet a competitor. That would be yet for another three years. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Which is ridiculous then, to say out yeah. loud, but I have a Jonathan Coachman action figure. No, it's yes. not for sale. But uh, we get was up with that again? And uh, I, at this point, I said, oh, yeah, I forgot he used that catchphrase. And then there's Mo- Mighty Molly. So Mighty Molly's around. I actually called her Super Molly initially because I forgot her name was Mighty Molly. But, you know, Mighty, Super, whatever. Um, and she wants to go to the Hurricycle. And then Hurricane does his ridiculous jump around to go, and she whacks him in the head with a frying pan. <laughs> with a frying pan. A legit with frying a pan, it sounded like. It didn't sound yeah, like a fun thing. Iron, to a goddamn Conker's Bad Fur Day, a frying pan. Yeah, and if you hear it, it's definitely not a gimmicked one, because it's a fucking a thonk. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Ma- Mighty Molly is now the hardcore champion, and uh, off she goes with the belt. So we'll, we'll be back to that. You know, again, because of course, but uh, Hurricane yeah. no longer the champion, sadly. And then we get our um, awesome video package. We do. We yeah. inject it with a poison. Yes, he liked. Yes, he did. A poison. And the NWO wants to mess with old Stone Cold. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, that. so I do want to say I did do a little bit of digging. You know, I try to do that occasionally, and uh, I did find a, a couple sources. Um, I think I think it was an Alvarez thing, actually. Uh, but there's a couple different places online that I saw that basically what happened with all of this is Vince wanted Austin and Hogan to work together first. That was the original thing. Okay. And Stone Cold basically just said he has no interest in that. Now, Stone Cold never actually gave a you know definitive reason to anyone that I that I could find. However, it, it's heavily implied that, in his opinion, Hogan was not a top-tier star anymore. And he didn't want to work with him because Hogan wanted to go over. And Austin, obviously, didn't want Hogan to go over. Right. And so there was some animosity there. I also read that there's also some animosity from Austin back with Brett um, during that whole Hogan-Brett thing, you know, where Brett was supposed to get the title and Hogan just swooped in and got the title after from Yoko. Yeah. And um, so it, it's very weird because like Austin and Brett are friends. Obviously they get along um, and Hogan claims to get along with everybody. Hogan, if in Hogan's interviews, he is friends <laughs> with everybody and everyone loves him. But oh, yeah. almost every well, time I read from anyone else, they go, I fucking hate Hulk Hogan. So no, 
Um, well, Hulk so, Hogan almost played bass for Metallica. You know? Yeah, yeah, that totally was a real thing that definitely wasn't invented in his mind. No, he also wrestled um, like 500 days a year once because of the international dateline. Yes, so you know Hogan. Yeah, I, uh, so he flew uh, between here and Japan so much that because of the date shifts, he wrestled more than once. He doesn't know how time he doesn't know how time functions. He has no idea. (laughs) Uh, But after hearing some of his promos, it makes sense because he doesn't understand a lot. (laughs) Like it's it's concerning when Macho Man's promos make more sense than yours because all he was actually on coke at all times. Legally, I don't think Macho was allowed, like, before you handed him a mic, you had to hand him a line so he could right. be ready. Well, one of my least favorite things. So, here's the thing. The NWO and WWE was working. The debut worked. The crowd mm-hmm. was over. Mm-hmm. Um, and what really, 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 really worked and stuck with my child brain for a long time was the fucking semi-truck into the ambulance. Right, yep. That shit was great. Yep. And if they had done that more than once, more than one yep. week, like if that had been the NWO dominating for a month straight, yeah, that would have been great. Yep. But they intentionally buried the group. Yep, 100%. They had and enough it's... to put in a music video, but enough to bury them. Yep. So, yeah, it seems like there's some stuff, but yeah, originally it was it was slated to be Austin Hogan. Austin had no interest in that, which is something Austin has done a couple times in his career. He just, you know, I don't want to work with them. It's kind of similar with Rock and Michaels. We never really got them, and it's because apparently Michaels offended Rock's father or something in the past when he was high on drugs, so well, we never saw that either. Contrary to popular belief, Austin did want to work with Lesnar, but he did not want to put him over. Exactly. Which I do agree to like, yeah, Lesnar Austin shouldn't have been a throwaway match to get into the King of the ring tournament. That was silly. And I agree with him there. Austin should have been in the King of the ring. He was the King of the ring once. Yeah. So like, he's one of the more famous King of the rings. He's one of the better King of the rings. Him and Brett are the two best King of the rings. Well, he's up you, against who? Mabel and Billy Gunn? I mean, Fuck you. <laughs> to be fair, I can't agree with you there because the King of the Ring is the spawn of King Booker. That's that created King Booker. So King Booker. It really annoys me though that you they are insist, it annoys me that they're insistent on that though. Like once you win it, yeah, you're a king gimmick now. Like sometimes it's cool. It works for you know fucking Booker. That worked good, but like. Mabel. I don't need to see King Nakamura. Like, can we not just, why can't you just leave him alone and stop ruining him for me? Damn it. And when it should be there, why is it not there? Like we didn't get King Austin. We don't want that. No, that would have been stupid. But why didn't we get King ass? Yeah. King ass and the ass boys. Yeah. Billy Gunn won it after he was the badass Billy Gunn after he was Mr. Ass. He won it after that. When he then became the one Billy Gunn. Yeah. Why did he become King Ass? Well, Sean, because that would, well, technically that's not cursing. We know that. You know what? I bet Vince wanted him to win the (laughs) King King of the Ring knowing he would be King Ass. And then they changed it. (laughs) That that wouldn't be a surprise. 
But yeah, so long story short, Austin didn't want to work with Hogan. I don't blame him because, as you all know, I am uh, very much anti-Hogan. Although I am trying to be objective in this match as much as I... Like, it's hard to, knowing it's a Hogan match, I'm going into it expecting the work to be non-existent. However, actually, you know, we'll see when we get there, if it's any good or not. What do you think? I don't know. But we got Hall and Hogan, or Hall, Hogan, Hall and Stone Cold here. And yes. um, again, I expected this to be shit because, you know, Hall's fucked up. But you no, gotta, you gotta remember, when, Hall, when Hall's not fucked up he is a good worker he can work yep. yep and that i was really surprised by this i thought you know i know austin didn't want to work with him either but you know licking back from a, you know not seeing this i would have been well why wouldn't you put nash and austin in there nash is you know bigger name good call though because this match was good it wasn't long it's was 10 minutes it got a little funky at the end but the the in-ring work was really good yeah, um, I don't know if it was actually due to injury, but Nash was clearly out because yes. they made a big deal out of um, Hall's intro. Um, yeah, like also during the intro, very stupid because they cut back once to Austin in the ring, and I don't know if they just didn't realize they didn't have that effect on that camera. <laughs> no, he's just not in the NWO, so they have like NWO cameras and regular. Oh. See, there's a universe going on in Kevin Dunn's head as just as much as there is in Vince's head. There's two <laughs> idiots behind this fucking circuit. Yeah. So yeah. So they cut back to Austin, and suddenly the effect is gone, and then they cut back, and it's back. So that was a little janky. But um, yeah. So yeah. Hall comes out. That's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he was injured. He definitely does some stuff. So I don't think, I don't think he was actually injured at this point. At least not seriously, because he's yeah, in he's in I gear. Mean, so, so. Mm -hmm. but it it's <clears throat> God. It looks like shit with the low frame rate. Um, yeah. My weirdest biggest note about this match because I didn't write much about it because there's nothing offensive about it. It's just kind of a middle of the road happens wrestling match, right? It's move to move, hold to hold. Nobody's like, oh my god, he almost died. Yeah, like, no, nothing, yeah. like, nothing like that yeah. happens. Um, but Scott's vest stays on. For a little while, is, yeah. It's a little weird. For most of the match. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because they both wear vests. Hey, I'm surprised. Like it it, be... I can't believe we didn't get a fucking vest spot here. We, yeah, we get jackets in other in other matches, and we didn't get one here, and I'm kind of upset. I think this yeah. feud should have been loser can no longer wear a you know can no longer wear their vest. No, not deleted. I think they printed Scott Hall's gear last week because it looks so dumb. Oh like, yeah, like, so Hall. it took me almost half of the match to figure out what the fuck his ass said. It just says Hall, but it's it's unreadable. Coming from a graphic design background, a little bit that I, if I would, that is highly offensive to me. Like that is the worst. Yeah. I wish like, he was just in the red shit with the blood. And yeah, like, a, like or the white shit with the blood. Who cares? Just not what that is. Yeah, um, it looks dumb. So also, the match gets it's a little it's it's just a match. Nothing absurd happens. It's pretty good work, uh, but it gets really janky. So Austin hits the stunner right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then at that point, uh, Nash just straight up pulls the referee out of the ring and, you know, or I don't know if he pulls him out. He just straight attacks the referee. 
and then goes after Austin. So, point one that that's a disqualification. That, that right. if a right. person who's not involved in the match attacks the referee, that's a, that's especially a disqualification because exactly. normally doing that in the match, it's just so that's a, so Austin's already won the match once. So we're gonna we're gonna have a counter here because <laughs> Austin then fights back and stuns both of them. And pins Hall, but there's no ref. But it was a three count, so Austin's won twice. Right? And there's a new ref who starts counting, and Nash immediately elbow drops the new referee. So that's a third. <laughs> so that's a third disqual that's another disqualification. That's three wins. Yep. Um, and I just so why is there why would the next referee not just come out and go disqualify him? He attacked the ref. Right? So wow. um, so we're at three. And it's just a clusterfuck, and all the refs are now out there. They they have formed a gang to go out there and make Nash leave. <laughs> and there's still no disqualification. No disqualification has been called. This is not a no disqualification match. Yeah, this is a regular <laughs> rules match. Yeah. So at this point, like, you got to go. You you've yeah. been killing all these referees, and yeah, we're not so, all going to work tonight. Yeah. And so at this point, Hall hits Austin with the stunner. And then the referee, who was attacked twice by the NWO, then starts counting the pin. Like, what? <laughs> Just, why? But it's also not the finish. No, like, it's not the finish. the finish. The match. So, so what the fuck? <laughs> so, and I feel like, so the actual finish here we're going to get, and I feel like Austin w- was not pleased by this. He hits Hall with a stunner, and Hall stays on his feet. To take a second one, I I can't say for sure, but I have a, uh, you know, a funny feeling that Austin would not have approved someone to stay standing after a stunner. Maybe, but I also, after this, Hall gives. He takes Austin a ridiculous a bump, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Let's <laughs> talk about that. So it's a very Michaels esque bump with the Hogan thing, where he like jumps like four feet in the air and just takes the ugliest, shittiest looking back bump. The classic Scott Hall gif of taking a stunner is Scott yes. Hall taking the second stunner. Of the yes, but that is that, that is where that came from. That was this before WrestleMania. That, Austin takes a quote-unquote stunner from Hall. I don't think he knows how to deliver it. Which is but, crazy since you literally just sit down. It's not yeah. a complex maneuver. But Austin does not sell it. No, at all. No. He just rolled <laughs> flat down to the fucking mat. Yep. So Austin no sells his own finisher, and then Scott oversells it. So to be fair, Scott's at least not as big of an asshole as Michaels. He's just being kind no, of there. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I, so Austin wins, of course. Austin, by my count, Austin won that match a total of five times. Yeah, you're not so, wrong. So Austin, uh, they booked him to be, you know, clearly they're not going to book Hall to go over Austin. There's no no fucking chance. You know what? It's okay if Austin wins a match five times when he technically won his first Royal Rumble very precariously. Hey, he had one foot. Did you not? He, Lawler explained it. He had one foot off the ground the whole time, Sean. Both feet did I don't not think hit. That's true. Nope. You need to, you know what? Okay. You you probably just didn't have a good camera angle, you know. It's fine. Nothing nothing funky about that. But Austin well, speaking wins. Of bullshit. Speaking of bullshit. Hmm. Yeah, Austin wins. What's your rating for the match? 
What's actually gave that one a six out of ten. I was pleasantly surprised. I expected it to be shit. Other than the overbooking of stupid, the work itself was pretty good. Um, again, I was surprised because I, I all I remember about Hall really, I remember Razor and him doing good work as Razor, but then I remember WCW Hall where he never did anything. He didn't have to. He didn't work at all. Didn't have to. Didn't matter. So I forgot he's a good worker when he wants to be. So pleasantly surprised. Um, Meltzer must have had like a broken home with alcoholic parents. He gave this one <laughs> one star. What? There's, how is yeah. that a one star match? No. Exactly. Um, he said uh, another sloppy match. Shockingly little heat most of the way. <clears throat> Kevin Nash interfered a lot. Austin did a mistimed stunner early. Nash pulled Tim White out of the ring to break the count. Like he doesn't even mention his feelings. He just literally just blow by yeah, blow. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Like explain why you think this is worthy of a. So you're saying this was worse than Edge and Booker? I, I don't think that. No shot. No, no shot. Yeah. He's saying Edge and Booker was one and a quarter. So he gave that one a quarter star higher. I don't understand. Yeah. That one uh, kind of <clears throat> baffling. Okay. Well. It, don't listen to him. It's not as bad. It's not that bad. Like when I think of one star from him, that's a match that I skip. This one, you don't have to. It's not offensive enough that you need to go out of your way to skip this match. It's not something you're no. going to go look for, but it's not. It's not a one. No. It's a good match and it has star power. I yeah. think that's something that Meltzer doesn't. And care he said about. shockingly low heat. The crowd is definitely pro Austin and very hot for Austin. They clearly still love Austin. Oh yeah, and they don't it's like Hall and Nash. So I, yeah, like I don't like. Oh, are, are, is he is he sure that he didn't mix up <laughs> this and the Edge and Booker matches like with their description? No, what <laughs> I think is that Maltzer and Vince at this very time both are just. I mean, a we have the benefit of hindsight, right? True, but like the Rock is the biggest star here and um there's even something that lawler says during the hogan lawler match about like the pinnacle of the business and the 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 guy who led yesterday versus the guy who's gonna lead tomorrow and he fucking retired two years after this yeah so like i don't know what they all thought the industry was gonna look like but like in the WrestleMania fan package that we're about to see after this, um, there's a there's pe- people are signing Scorpion King shit, so they already knew yeah. The Rock was doing movies and moving in that direction. Right. So I don't know if if Vince maybe is making a concentrated effort to push The Rock more than Austin to be like, why don't you stay, pal? I'll make you a bigger star, pal. Yeah, I'll make you a bigger star than Austin. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm happy. I mean, it, again, in hindsight, no one can complain because this this is this is the genesis right here of essentially the Rock's heel turn, which, in my opinion, is the best work he did in his career. The Hollywood oh, yeah. Rock shit was fantastic, but but um, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. You think like it's yeah, like even logically, you're thinking like Austin at this point. Austin's are he's what mid thirties already at this point. He's got to be almost forty. Yeah, he's he's pushing it because he's been around for a long time. He was a lot. He was around a long time before he made, finally made it big with the Stone Cold character. 
Well, I mean, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me see. He's 57 now. He was born in, uh, so he's, uh, 38 here. Okay. So yeah, he's pushing uh, 40. 37. Which, so back in this, so nowadays, a 40 year old wrestler, very common. We now know, obviously. AJ Styles is 44. Right yeah, now. well, yeah, but he, yeah, exactly. So, like, now it's pretty common. Edge is back. Brock's. Rick you know, Flair was 44 when we were calling him old, and yes. AJ Styles is 44 right now. Yeah, exactly. So, it's a diff- different era, but back in this time, you know, once a wrestler hit like 35, other than Hogan, there's, you know, there's not a lot of them that are still being pushed in WWF, at least, as a top guy. WCW right. was a different story. If you're under 40, you don't even exist. You go away. Right. Yeah. No, you got to work your way up the ranks. And by that, we mean get old. Yeah. You just have to just stay here for 20 years and you'll be good. But yeah. So I, I kind of understand where they're going because at this point, Austin's, you know, he's beaten up. He's had a lot of injuries. He's already kind of, you know, bailed on them a couple times. So I feel like at this point, Vince is probably going, he's old, injured, he's bailed. Everyone loves him, but he's not going to be, you know, five years from now. There's no way at this point Vince went five years from now. Austin's still going to be my top star. He knew he had to get someone else in the rocks. Easily the best choice. Right. But, hey, Tony, it's mm. another goddamn tag team elimination. It is. At least, at least this bullshit one. rules. Yeah. It's the same rules. They don't do it. They don't yeah. use the rules. No. No. It's the same rules as the fucking match we just watched last week for Media Third or two it, weeks ago. It's the same, yeah, it's the same thing. So again, I thought all of the buildup they were doing was to have, you know, a tag match. They got the number one contenders, and but no, it was just so they can put them all in the match anyway. So we got a four corner tag team elimination title match: the Dudleys versus the APA versus the Hardys versus Billy and Chuck. So it's the same stupid rules of you can tag whoever the fuck you want. And if you get pinned, your team's out. And I and somehow a month later, Taz and Spike Dudley have nothing to do with this match. Yes, they're and, not. And yeah, neither Body of them. and Albert have nothing to do with this match. And all yeah. the tag teams we've been seeing this year have nothing to do with this match. Yes, and we're back to the established teams, which you know Billy and Chuck. At this point, I'll call them established. They've been. I never really liked the team because I thought it was a bit stupid, and it was stupid, and also cancelable nowadays. But you know, so it was Billy and Chuck versus the APA versus the Dudleys versus the Hardys. So we're completely full blown into Hardy Boys are a team again. Fuck the solo stuff. Doesn't matter. Forget that happened. They're a team and they're happy. Um, and then the Dudleys, obviously. So really the only two the only team we're missing is Edge and Christian. That's only because they're trying to push Edge, you know, as as a singles guy. Christian right. is just being he's just there. He's not really they're not pushing him, he's just there. And uh, yeah, another one, another match that I felt went too long and we didn't need to see. And I, I think the wrong team won. I don't know why. So I'm not going to go through the match because it's it's pretty other than Jeff Hardy is the most pale human being I've ever seen. Yeah. Once he takes off his shirt, he takes off his shirt and pale. he is. Yeah, this is before I feel like Vince after this match said, you need to get a tan or get the fuck out of my ring, boy. But uh, Jeff is very scrawny and very pale. Um, oh, uh, Bubba also stands on Jeff's taint for a while. 
So Jeff gets locked in the tree of woe, and then Bubba just stands on his balls and taint, which is... And Bubba uh, loves to just, like, stare endlessly into the crowd when he does things that are weird. Yes, and Bubba's weird. And I like Bully Ray. Bubba Ray's cool. Uh, I don't like that he has a podcast now because we have to hear his opinions, which isn't, you know, not everyone should have a podcast because I don't need to hear everyone's opinion because some of them are fucking horrible like his. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people who listen to Busted Open every week, and I got to say, he's the heel of his own world. He yeah. just likes to talk shit just to I mean, start shit. I, I, I mean, that's what he did. I mean, if you're gonna, you're telling John Moxley to apologize for going to rehab. Uh, nope, that's that is not. No, <laughs> no, he's, he's kind of like he's playing a heel. Okay, oh, I know. But he's, oh, he's also working, a giant douchebag of a human being in general. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't think he's not. Well, I mean, it like is not I, even I, every yeah. every opinion and every take that he has that I want to argue with. I'm like, bully's a douchebag. <laughs> well, and I think it proves it when like even people are talking. Like, so him and Devon no longer uh, that is no more a thing. Devon is confirmed. He, you know, they're not. They yeah, don't Devon hate each other. But... his career in WWE, and Bully wanted to do the bully in WWE, and WWE yeah. was like, "Well, we could call you Bubba Ray, yeah, we but we can't Bubba. call you Bully when we have anti-bullying campaigns." Yeah, we That's can't do that. So cognitive yeah. dissonance. But yeah, I mean, every, everyone he... I've seen, they they basically talk about like, "Oh, everyone loves Devon. Everyone says Devon's fantastic. No one has a problem with yeah. him. It's only Bubba." So you know, at some point, it's not everyone else; it's you. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, he's he's it, from the sound of it, he's an insufferable asshole, yeah. and he's also the kind of guy who, if he heard me say that, he'd be like, "Well, I could fight you." Yeah, he's a fifty-year-old man who's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna solve my problems by fighting and yelling louder." Yeah, it's like okay. rather than having a fucking varying opinion, I'll fight you louder and yell louder. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, good for you. Do you have children? Grow the fuck up. Yeah. So that yeah. fucking Bubba, man, baby. Yeah, Bubba. Bubba's not. I'm not a fan of him. Like. It works fine, but yeah, I don't care for him. And I don't care about this whole match. Like, so it's people get eliminated. I don't. Uh, there was a really ugly botch by Chuck on a double DDT where he did like a handstand for some reason. Here's the thing I'm just going to mention real quick. Um, the saliva doing the Dudley Boys themes fucking sucked. Um, that's another reason why I'm going to say Drowning Pool was good on this show is because Saliva coming back out here fucking Oh, sucked. that's right. They did play them in. I didn't even mention it because I cared so little and it was so not good. <laughs> it fucking sucked. And yeah. the tempo was like three quarters the speed of their normal song. Yeah. It was ass. Um, Speaking Chuck's of ass. Pigtails are no ass. more. Yeah, nope. He's Chuck- uh, just short hair now. Yeah. And it looks like shit. Now you got two guys with short blonde hair, but one of them doesn't grow blonde hair, and one of them at least grows fair enough hair that it looks blonde when it grows yeah. in. So you've so, got this one guy with like dyed dark blonde. I don't know. Yeah, they uh, kept him doing that shit all the way through the FBI, and I was like, "Why you die, Chuck Columbus?" Just, yeah, hair? just leave it alone. Stop it. So I'm not gonna go through it. Billy and Chuck won. I, no one cares. I gave this one a fuck. It, I'm editing it. It's a three out of ten. It was a four. Now it's three because just reading back, it's so uninteresting. What on? I literally long. just wrote, "I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this." At one point, so I'm okay with skipping. It was so boring, and luckily, 
I, the finish was really flat. It was just dumb. But now we go back to Molly, who's fleeing. Um, oh, wait, wait. I forgot to mention that Jeff oh. Hardy sexually assaulted somebody, and he's a face for it. So, yes, different that, times. Yep, that happened, too. So, yep. Uh, I just, I don't know why Billy and Chuck won. I don't, I never really saw what they're, you know, why they were a team. Because, like, they're this, realistically, that's the thing. They're like the same worker. Like, I like teams that have, you know, a mixture kind of. They're the but same wait, guy. But wait, Meltzer gave this two and a quarter stars. Well, he's obviously insane because that was not better than Austin and Hall in any world. Oh, but he said it's 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 two and a quarter times better. Nope, that is wrong. I said not a bad match, but it was long and boring. I'd rather have Matter a botch fest than it be that's, boring. Uh, the highest he's rated any match besides Taker and Flair. I uh, yeah, I don't know what he must have been on something for the show, some crazy drugs. He's giving the hardcore match thing a negative one and a half. I, so all that happened, yeah. So backstage, Molly's trying to run with the title. There's like one of those doors that opens, like the top and bottom open separately, and uh, Christian basically slams it into her into her face, and Christian wins the hardcore title and runs off. I don't know why it's a negative star. It's just breaking up the show a little bit. Well, you know, uh, he's, but he's... here we go. It's time. It's Canadier time. No, 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 not Canadier time. Canadier's not no. here anymore. No Canadiers oh. today, sir. Oh. We didn't even... I, we Hold on. Looking at this show, we didn't even see a single fat man on the card. No not fat man. Really. Not one. The only no. fat man was on the was on Heat. Vince is like, you can't be on Mania. No, they, no, showed, no. they showed Big Show on WWF New York footage. Yeah, is that is that not feel weird? Was Big Show injured? or Because he's just nowhere on this at all. And they were still pushing him as a monster. Bad enough that they were like, you got to lose weight, but yeah, like they were, yeah, they were like <laughs> pushing him as a monster, and then he's just not at Mania, which is fine. I didn't want to. I'm not saying I wanted him at Mania. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, well, I, you know, I don't AEW's think AEW's biggest pay per view of the year, and they were like, "Yep, here comes a uh, Big Show and uh, QT Marshall." Yeah, like I, I don't think I've ever gone into a show and said, "You know what this show needs? The Big Show." Never said that, so I can't complain. But yeah, he's not there. But we're going into Hollywood Hogan versus The Rock, which is Finally. dumb because this is not this is not where this match should have been. No, yeah this this should have been the headliner. This should have been the main event, and Triple H and Jericho should have been here, and the show would have been better for it. But it's not what we we do get. It's a cool package though. I like the package. Well, here's the thing. If what's I'm going to ask you up front. Nobody who's listening to this this late in the podcast has not seen this fucking match. No. Or at least part except of me. So, I haven't. But yes. So, yeah. So, therefore, just give me your fucking rating up front cuz there's nothing we can say about going blow by blow. There's nothing we can fucking say. It's just I consider it I just tell me what do you think? What do you think? I gave it a seven point five out of ten. Okay, okay. Fair I I, I started at eight. Well, so I started at six. I thought a little bit more about it. Went, you know, the crowd did boost that a lot. I'll give it to them. I thought a little bit more, and I went. I, I legit. I would have to say, 
this might be the most actual ring work I've ever seen Hogan do. It's up there for sure. Like Hogan actually seems to be somewhat motivated to work, which is, I mean, yes, he couldn't when rock clotheslined him over a rope, he couldn't get himself over the rope, but right. you know, for Hollywood, this is a 10 out of 10 match for him. Even no, though there's could have got himself over the rope. He just decided not to. And so then he just he fell and rolled out. out. Yeah, it was, yeah. But no, the crowd definitely made this, and I, I, I started with a six, I bumped it up to an eight, and then I thought again and went, no, I gave Taker and Flair an eight. I don't feel like this is on the same level of that match. Okay. And okay. so I bumped it down a little bit, but I, I'm surprised because I went into it expecting you know, what I expect from Hogan. He's going to do his shitty moves, he can't take a bump, Rock is a good worker, but what, what's Rock going to be able to get out of him? pretty good and obviously the crowd was insanely hot and they so they were both it's kind of weird right so rock was definitely a face at this point 100 percent. and hogan was supposed to be a heel right but i think they're kind of were they already starting to turn him a little bit face before this i that kind of but not really because i know it during the show he basically told hall and nash to stay the fuck away i don't want your help like a week before this, they had him kind of be like, "Stop!" Well, yeah, like, I just want to have the match. I don't know, pure. but the period, the the fact of the matter is, these guys debuted a fucking month ago. Yeah, like you're burying them too quick. You've had what eight shows? Yeah, but fuck. Yeah, it's so. And, base, yeah. and the one heel thing they did, like I said, was the semi truck into the ambulance, and it yeah. was legit. And by the end of this match. You've got Hogan getting attacked by his former stablemates and his opponent from the last fucking 20 minutes is now attacking him. him. Yeah. Or attacking them and saving him, despite the fact that he drove the semi truck. Yeah. It's not like Nash and Hall drove the semi truck and Hogan was like, yeah, you get him, pal. No, No, Hogan Hogan drove drove Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah, I don't know. Like blow by blow, there's not really a point in it. it there's not a lot of work. Like it, just going through here, I, crowd is insanely hot for this, followed by shitty clothesline by Hogan, followed by Hogan can't even take a bump over the rope because he sucks. I then said at least Hogan's moving more than I've ever seen him move, followed by Hogan can't even take a spine buster. <laughs> so it, you know, it's just like the the in ring work I, he tried but he's just he just he just sucks he just does and he's old and sucks that's he never was great and now he's old and still not great but um, the crowd is a character in this match and they are firmly and completely behind Hogan like we actually get Rocky sucks chance here which is kind of, it, yep. even though you could tell yep. even the Rock like you remember at the end of the Rumble where he he helped Roman win. And they were booing, and Rock was like, what the fuck's this shit? Hold on a second. He had that same yeah. look on his face during this match a couple times. Yeah. He's like, sure. I'm, why are you guys not? And I, it, it's perfect, because like, if that didn't happen, would he have ever turned fully heel? Who knows? Don't know. No, for sure not. He definitely wouldn't have. And that's I'm kind like, of the same thing that built his character before. The die, Rocky, die chance are what you know turned him. Heel. Well, the problem is that WWE is now like, yeah, you and I like Hollywood rock, but WWE is now dressing it up like it was a great era. 
It's an yeah. episode of the new Ruthless Aggression. Is it? Uh, no, a lot of people hated that. He was not popular. And the fact that they're being like, oh, yeah, this iteration of The Rock was once in a lifetime. Yes, it was. But like it was very unpopular at the time. Yeah, it's it's well, I mean, it's the same thing like with Austin. And re- I, I liked heel Austin. In retrospect, people still hate it. But like it, it wasn't that fucking bad. They just didn't. You know, they weren't done cheering him. Like, that's the thing. It's so hard to turn a guy when they're still being, like, punk. When he turned heel it's with the title. he wasn't heel. Once they did the kumbaya shit, he wasn't heel. Yeah. It just didn't matter. Like, yeah. it's, it's this, it, you know when AEW says, like, we don't believe in faces and heels? That's I mean, what the fuck they mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's no, I, it, it annoys me when people take that out of concept. Like, well, there has to be. I was like, yeah, they're not saying that there aren't any. They're just saying they're going more organically. If you cheer him, you can cheer him. If you boo him, you can. But you know, it's not. Yeah, it's not like they're the Roman not. effect that they tried to do for what six years, where he's a good guy. Nope, we all hate him. Say suffer and suck attached. That'll make people cheer you. No, it fucking won't. You know what'll make people cheer you? To to just be an asshole. And now you're on the best run. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it. I think it's a little cheesy. No, I'm not a huge fan of it either, but but I think it's it's where it ought to be. Yeah. And having Heyman talk for you doesn't hurt for anybody. So, yeah, exactly. So Rock wins this match. Uh, Rock ends up... So Rock kicked out of the, the leg drop, which is, you know, not a thing that happens often. Right. Um, and um, Rock had to yeah, hit, hit two rock bottoms out. in the people's elbow, so two yeah. rock bottoms to put him away. Um, well, no, it was the elbow that put him away. Um, I think they made it clear because that was the third rock bottom of the night that any amount of rock bottoms wouldn't do it. And then he had the nip up for the elbow. Yes. So I think the story of this match is actually. Oh, yeah, the leg drop that does nothing. What about the elbow drop that does nothing? Yeah, and it is funny, though, because, like, yes, the crowd were firmly behind Hogan and booing The Rock, but as soon as The Rock, it's that it's that weird effect in wrestling where even if you hate a guy, if they have a spot that's fun, people go crazy for it anyway. So The Rock winning, hitting his, the people's elbow, crowd going wild, even though they were just chanting he sucks five minutes ago. Well, here's the it's thing is that I think this pay-per-view went over 40 minutes because of this match. Um, Probably. I almost got a little choked up watching this one, not because of the outcome, but because I remember being that young mm-hmm. and watching this one relatively close to the time it came out. And I was right. like, man, and this is like... I and so this ten. one went on because of the after. So after the match, they actually do a handshake. Hogan actually looking surprisingly like defeated and like hunched over very not yeah. very hoganish you know you don't ever see hogan like like at everyone's least always hogan mania, right? yes yeah so they still kept him very strong he needed two rock bottoms and the elbow but you know he did come out he rock leaves to let hogan bask in the you know glory of the crowd kind of thing because he's you know they love him but he's a loser but you know whatever and then hall and nash come out and just beat the fuck out of Hogan suddenly because he lost, I guess, is what they're going for. And then The right. Rock comes back to make the save. And then they go and, you know, after they make the save, you know, you're going to get with Hogan. You're going to get the posing and a lot of posing. Probably what? Uh, no, but <laughs> but The Rock made him pose. That's true. Yeah. Hogan yeah. must 
pose. Yes. Hogan must pose. Yes. And, and obviously the crowd loved it. It was it was good. Like I'm I'm glad I watched it. Finally. And I, I get why everyone likes it so much. I wouldn't say like my one buddy that I know was trying to like he's saying, Oh, that's one of the best matches ever. I'm like, I can't go that far. Like with if that crowd had not been that hot, that would have been a maybe a four out of ten or less. It's probably the best Hulk Hogan Mania match. Oh, um, I can I can say that without a doubt. And uh, it I might think be one of the maybe, best matches he's had. Period. It may be one of the best Mania matches ever, and that's because most Mania matches are based on a crowd reaction, right? Right. Yep. So if there's a top five. I would put. Um, this on there, I would put Michael's Taker, the retirement match. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the one before it, too. That's pretty good, too. Um, but I would put... Um, it's hard to say. Some of them are, are pretty tough stuff. Obviously, number one would be the Hollywood backlot brawl. But, of course. Um, it's not, yeah. No question. But, uh, yeah. Um, after this amazing match, uh, nothing happened, right, Tony? That's how the event ended, right? Uh, no, we actually, to WrestleMania X8, no, actually, right? we got about 40 minutes to go. Um, and we're oh, getting, God damn it. So yeah. Howard Finkel announces the attendance of 68,237, uh, which is less streams than you would need to make minimum wage on Spotify per month. If you were a musician, yeah, well, luckily no um, one's a musician, Sean, you get a real job. Oh, okay. I have a real job. That's well, why I'm not a musician. No, you would no, no, need no, no. ten times that. Yeah, right. Per month to yeah. to make minimum wage, you would need six hundred and eighty-five thousand eight hundred and ninety-five, something like that, to make twenty-five hundred bucks a month. So yeah, Before uh, buy your music, folks, uh, in physical form. Stop streaming your favorite artists if you really want to support them. Buy their albums or their merch that was that would also work too buy stuff. t-shirts and cds especially those combo packs like yeah, you get like it. a water bottle and a patch some Go stickers buy some stuff yeah if you're okay. yeah if you're gonna stream it on spotify and pay for the spotify membership at least go, you know, buy something collectible and cool. So after a top five probably WrestleMania match, really, at least top ten. It's, maybe I, not I could go five, I could go top ten. top ten. I could go top ten, yes. So after that, we get a triple threat women's match. <laughs> yeah, okay, so actually, I'm, it's going to be... And I'm, not, I'm not talking about like Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey versus Becky Witch. I'm talking fucking Trish, Lita, and Jazz. A triple yep. threat women's match from 2002 goes on after Rock Hogan. Yep. And what it's just, it's just, a, it's just to break fuck? it up. No, this should have been... We should have swapped it. It should have been Triple H and Jericho... This match to break it up end with the pose. It down. Been, no, it should have been this match to break it up and then those two back to back because they're not long matches. Maybe, yeah, that would work too. One, the Rock Hogan's only a 16 minute match. Yep. We just watched an hour match last week. Yes. Like, like suck my dick about two 18 minute matches back to back or whatever. Uh, yeah, Triple H and Chris Jericho is longer than Rock Hogan, which is a travesty in and of itself. Um, um, eighteen forty one for for Jericho and and Triple H and sixteen, uh, twenty three 
so between the two of them, it would be less than it would be a uh, thirty-five minutes. Yeah. So yeah, you could go thirty-five yeah, minutes without a that. I mean, I, however you break it up, I, I, the Hogan Rock should have ended the show, regardless of where you absolutely put absolutely. Yeah. But it so it doesn't. You take reins on this one because I don't even know what to say about this match. I, I wrote down three things. Yeah, for the woman. So I didn't write down a lot. Uh, so it's Jazz, the champion, defending against Lita and Trish. Uh, Trish is super Canada because she's Canadian, so she's wearing maple leaves and shit. Um, the match is actually surprisingly not bad. They don't get a lot of time. It's only a six minute match. Um, but Jazz is looking dominant. Uh, they're all bumping. For each other, good. Um, there's a couple spots where Trish looks like she almost dies. She gets her leg caught up at one point in the rope as she goes over. So that didn't look great. Yeah. Um, but there's a big fisherman suplex off the second rope by Jazz. Uh, I on believe Trish. it was onto Trish. Yeah, was it onto mm. Trish or was it Lita? It was onto somebody, one of them. But um, yeah, it was it good, impressive looking move. She got the three. Still champion Jazz. I know I just said it was good. I gave it a five out of ten. Which, honestly, compared to most of the women's matches we've been seeing, that's a step up. It was just, a, it was really rushed. Yeah, I mean, like, a women's match, well, here's here's what I wrote. I, I wrote, Jazz hits a really slick-looking double-arm suplex off the top rope on Trish. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lita hits a clean Shawn Michaels flying Mexican maneuver on Jazz. Yep, that happened too. Um, Trish ruined a superplex spot that I'm eternally thankful for because I didn't yeah. want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, meh. I can't look at this with fresh eyes after Hogan Rock, and it's just kind of hard to take in. But if I was in the arena, I'd be peeing or in the beer line, period. So I yeah. guess that's the point of the match. Yeah, no, this, um, the match was definitely not. It's not the fault of the performers, and I'm kind of, you know. So Trish really isn't great. Um, her backslide in this match even looks kind of weak. No, we yeah, so we're, so we're still in the she's getting there. She's not there yet phase. So she does become one of the better workers for sure. But right. you, you have to kind of think about it, right? She came into this not expecting to wrestle. She was a valet. She came from the mm-hmm. fitness world, so she's she's realistically learning on the job. So she's not there yet, and you can see it. She's definitely the greenest of these. She's the only one here that wasn't intended to be a wrestler, basically. Right. I mean, Lito was really good on the basis, just that mostly everybody around her couldn't work for shit, right? Yeah. Um, but Jazz is a powerhouse, and they're actually pushing her for it right here. Yeah. So you get that. It's kind of a man match. And it's really meh after that. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. If this if this had been earlier in the show, it, it you know I feel like it would have been received a bit better. There are places where earlier in the show the hardcore shit could have been replaced by this, and yeah. they could have done less of the hardcore shit. And the show speaking of the hardcore shit, Sean, uh, we're going into no, the no. end, the, the last uh, the last thing about it, and I so, didn't really write yeah, much. Like we've all been waiting for Christian. Yep, gets pinned again. Yes, by Maven, who is who was the hardcore champion walking into this. Yeah, who defended his title against Goldust, but Spike Dudley won the match. But yeah. he but he leaves with the title, <laughs> and also he stole Christian stuff because that was in the back. Yeah, because so. it was in the trunk of the taxi that he stole. So, he so stole not Christian's only, yeah. taxi, his, and his belt, gear. and his things. Yes, and ruined Christian's entire. So Christian not only lost to DDP, he then won a title and lost it in the same night. So not he a good, really not a good has thing. a reason to throw a temper tantrum here. 
yes. in, the, in the garage. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't feel bad for him now. Yeah. And he doesn't do it. He's just kind of like, ah. he just kind of, yeah, he just goes to his knees. He's like, I feel like he's just, he's, he can't even be angry. He just wants to die at that point. That's he just wishes yeah. he was dead. Well, we see referee Tim Wayne almost kill himself a couple of years from now. Why not Chris? Several times. <laughs> <Are those, laughs> not some of the worst, but best things ever. Just a suicidal Tim Wayne every week. How's he going to try and kill himself this week? <laughs> it's so good. It's horrible, but it's good. But uh, Sean, oh, yeah. speaking of horrible or good, Drowning Pool. They're out there again. So it starts off pretty weak, and then yeah. it gets into its groove. Like, yeah, they don't so the, know yeah, they, they definitely are. start off. It's not good, but they pick it up. And I really, 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 really like this song. Yeah, this version of the game they never used for him other than here. Yeah, but on the CD, it's pretty cool, and it's, it's the got opening different track, lyrics. Right? Yeah, and it's got different lyrics in the Motorhead version, but yeah. I think it's fucking cool. I think the only reason they didn't use it is because they wanted to use the phrase, here comes the pain for Lesnar. Possibly. Because that's such a fucking line yeah. in the song. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I feel like Triple H also, we all know how close he was to Lemmy, so I feel like he just, I'm using I'm using the song. Lemmy wrote it for me. If Lemmy yeah, writes a song for you, you use the song Lemmy wrote for you. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this is better than, again, even though I said before, this wasn't as good as Drowning Pool's previous performance. It's it, it still better in. than their performance of Dudley yes. Boy's song. Yes, uh, and is- and it worked out well, because you can definitely tell that they did do a little bit of rehearsal, because Triple H did time it correctly. He did, he's, even though it's not the song he uses, he still had the timing down for his water spit shit. Yeah. So they definitely at least practiced it, which is good to see. They actually started rushing the song once they realized they were going. Yeah, they long. had to catch up, so they kind of went to double time there for a second. Because <laughs> otherwise, Triple H would have been standing there just looking back and forth for yeah, probably 15 seconds. Yeah. So he was on the top. Uh, excuse me. So when he was on the top rope, he started like nodding at them, and they started nodding back and speeding up the song. It was actually yeah, kind of like, funny. a little faster, guys. And then uh, we got Jericho with his you know typical entrance with Stephanie. I forgot. In the first, so the first thing I say here is uh, undisputed title match: Triple H versus Chris Jericho, champion. Uh, the first sentence I put was "fuck." Stephanie is going to talk this entire match, isn't she? She yes. didn't. She didn't really. She talked enough. The problem is she doesn't even have to talk the whole time. When she does talk, it's so shrill and obnoxious that I can't. Fair enough. I, Fair how, enough. I don't know how. I feel like Triple H just does, must not let her talk most of the time. because I don't think you can hear well. I think when you have a nose that big, you can smell things, but you probably can't hear them. That's true. I think that's how it works. So, yeah, there's. Uh, this is the ending match, the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, the dastardly heel Chris Jericho defending against the conquering, returning hero, even no, though he's the never... dry, normal-looking Chris Jericho against the oiled, slicked-down yes. Triple H. Yes, Triple H is to very the point red. Their first contact, you can actually see a streak of oil across Chris Jericho's chest. Yeah, Triple H is very, yeah, it's uh, oiled. He's yes. very oiled. Um, Hunter says shit. shit. They have to bleep it out. They cut it out. He said the word shit at some point. 
say that week to week on AEW, but here it's bleeped on pay-per-view. Yes. And on Peacock. um, So here's where we're going to probably, I feel like, I feel like we've already lost you for this show. This point. Like what, as soon as that rock thing ended, I feel like you've, you've checked out of the show. You're like, I no. everybody has. See, I'm actually enjoying this match. I think this match is actually good. And I well, think it just suffers bad so match. bad. It's, it suffers that more I can't watch it with fresh eyes either. Yeah. I'm watching it after just watching that match again. Like, I'm not watching it brand new again. Maybe yeah. I should have watched it the next day to enjoy it. But I did watch it just two matches afterward because I felt like I had to. Like, I, if I watched, if I had watched the entire event up to the women's match and then watched this the next day, that's not mm-hmm. how it went down. No, I know. I had to watch this and fucking punish myself and go, God damn it. They fucked that order up. You know? Oh, I know they did, but I I enjoyed this match. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a good match. They had a good match. Okay. Because it's a triple H match. The problem is like, just in retrospect, kind of what you're saying, what a lot of people think is like, they don't even remember anything about the match because they're so, you know, they don't, they don't think it should be here. It shouldn't be the main event. It, I think Triple H even has finally admitted that that was also true. I know Jericho didn't want this to be the main event at all. Here's my thing now is like, it feels like rustling in the swimming pool as children. Like how drawn out it gets. It's like, okay, we're in the ring. Okay, now we're out of the ring. Now we're going to the table. Now we're back in the ring. Now we're going to the stairs. Now we're back in the ring. Now we're going back out. Now, you remember the table we were talking about earlier? Now I'm going to throw you to the table. Right. And every single Triple H match seems to follow this formula. Yeah. This is a this is an early one. This is before he did it with Scott Steiner. This is before the Reign of Terror. This is before he's heel. But because I know about the Reign of Terror, in my head, this is every Reign of Terror match minus the Sledgehammer. That's fair. And I, I start to get like, oh, no, man. I really wish Jericho had just stayed the champion for a bit longer. I mean, I agree. I would have rather had Jericho be the champion. But Triple H gets it. And I believe Triple H almost immediately goes heel, right? Um, I think he has to because of Hogan, right? Yeah, I, I think cause, not... yeah, I think that's what happens. Because I know Hogan wins the belt off. Does Hogan, Hogan wins the belt off of Triple H, I think, right? I think so, but it and then takes Taker and then Taker Triple wins it also. Yeah. Triple H stays the, the undisputed champion when they do the roster split, but then yeah. finally Hogan wins it from Triple H and then Taker wins it from Hogan. I right. think. Yeah, I think that's the order. Well, well obviously we'll see because we're gonna be watching the whole year, and I think all that plays out this year, so we'll see it all, but and if not, we'll we'll probably work some O three into next year's programming. Yeah, but so I'm not going to go through blow by blow. I I thought it was pretty good. I I wouldn't say, you know, don't go out. I wouldn't go out of my way to skip this. I thought it was good. But uh, Triple H ends up getting the win. Um, I gave this one a 7 out of 10. I I liked it. The crowd, obviously the crowd wasn't hot. It didn't feel like they, you know, they were just, they were drained. They were exhausted. They were. Right. They couldn't they just couldn't get back up for this match. <laughs> that's where I was too. And when I watched this again, that's where I was. So yeah. it's 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 just hard for me because So just like, just for for 
for like a for a comparison, I kind of if if I if I said here if we'd swapped Rock and Hogan with Triple H Jericho, I feel like this match could have been an eight. It was good enough right. in ring work. It was good. Stephanie finally got you know they find we finally got to see the pedigree on Stephanie that they've been you know building up to for a couple months now. She finally got what she had coming to her for being uh, was it dirty. Bottom feeding trash bag hoe, right? Is that what she is here? Something Our like that. Filthy, disgusting, dirty. Uh, bottom feeding trash bag hoe. You're right. Uh, Two dollar, I think, it was in there too. Something. I, some of Jericho's best work was when he was. No, actually, no, that's not true because they're friends right now. So she's none of that. She's great. Right. Yeah, I forgot. She's, uh, I forgot. She is his valet. Yeah, but yeah, so I, I gave that one a 7 out of 10. Could have been better if it was in a better spot, but it wasn't. And that's the show. WrestleMania yeah, Meltzer X8. Gave it, Meltzer gave it 3 out of 5. So. Okay, so he was I was higher on it than he was, which I feel no, like I might no, be the no, only no, one no, that was this I, high on the show. Yeah, but he's, he's no, okay, been about fucked there. up this whole card. Yes, I don't know mm-hmm. what he's doing this card. So maybe it's not a good thing that we're near each other. <laughs> I mean... He rated this the same as he did Rock Hogan, which is fair. But he also rated Taker Flair the same. Um, yes, yeah, so I think I'm the opposite. Yeah, I, I think started. Taker Flair was my best, and then this was next, or then Rock Hogan was next, and then this. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know. I I don't know that he understands psychology and story as much as he does moves. Possibly, yeah. And. <laughs> This match was good, right? But, like, I should have watched it the day after I watched the rest of the pay-per-view. Right. Right? Like, to review this again, I should have, like, watched the whole event up to this match and the next day watched this to give myself fresh eyes. But Right, it's fair. I watched it all and no, mostly... No, yeah, well, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it how it was presented. That's This is what it right. was. So, it, it, definitely, it definitely hurt... Overall, a little bit, but you know, can't fix it now. Luckily, everyone's at least admitted now. Yeah, that was wrong, and I we're at the it's point in the wrong. world where I think Vince finally stops going. Oh, the the championship match has to be the last match. But it doesn't because the problem is now there's so many world championships they're just used to distract Vince. That's true. They convolute the story for us, but they're used to distract Vince. <laughs> So you can be like, well, the world championship match is on first, Vince, but the universal championship match is on last. He's like, what does that mean, pal? First is Big E versus Goldberg, and last is Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. And and all you have to hear bullshit. Last is a draw. Yeah. Like, fuck. So, yeah, I ended up giving this show overall 8 out of 10. I thought this was very, very good. Probably one of easily the best mania we've watched for this so far. Absolutely the best mania we've watched, even though my, my child brain wants to be like, no, 12. 12. I mean, yeah, my child brain wants it to be 12 or 13 because I remember them, but my adult brain's going, those suck. You were a retard as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but this one barely got rated better by the readers of The Observer. For, well, not barely because a lot more people did, but more people rated it in the middle. That seems um, that seems insane to me. How? So, four hundred and eleven <laughs> people rated it 
thumbs up for a total of six, 66.3%. 121 voted thumbs down for a total of 19.5%. And a total of 88 voted thumbs in the middle for 14.2%. So, like, it's it's literally just such a divisive pay-per-view, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't, but the I, best I don't match know. poll by far was Hulk Hogan and The Rock got 370 votes. Like, a see, lot of people just loved it. Um, I don't know. Abby, see, if I had to pick, I would say my favorite match of this was Taker Flair. And that was number two, but only with 84 votes. So it was so only guess, about 300 votes behind. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just, maybe it's just because, I don't know, a, a lot of people like Hogan. Maybe it's just because I've never liked him that I'm not as deeply into that match, maybe. it's Maybe it's just a me problem, but... Well, you know, I'm a huge Hogan mark, and I'm a huge Taker mark. But I think between the two, I think Hogan Rock is a fantastic match, mm-hmm. just because the crowd is is the character in that right. match, and you can really feel the swell and the shift. Right, and it's it's just it's big, and that's what wrestling is: is the crowds in charge. That's true. Well, well, it should be, unless you know. Vince, unless Vince is in charge, but yeah, the worst match poll got Jazz versus Trish versus Lita um, by far. But then they voted the hardcore match underneath that, and then they voted the tag team elimination match. So that tells you again about Meltzer's readers. We are not Meltzer's readers, we would vote the hardcore match far above, yeah, the worst match of the night. No, I the worst match on this show, Edge and Booker T, I think. Probably yeah. fairly handily, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's fair enough. And then followed by probably that tag team. See, yeah, then the tag LA match. Game. But everything else on this card, I'd say, was above average. And even yeah. even the tag match, it, it's, it's not, not bad. bad. We're just, just fucking tired of these yeah. rules. Yeah, I just, I'm tired <laughs> of seeing that. Throw if they may if they thrown you know thrown a stipulation that's not the fucking elimination. Do something else. Do. Right. Do a billion chuck dildo on a pole. <laughs> I don't care. Do something. Anything. Don't not that. But yeah, no, this well, was I, I'm surprised. I, I so 17 is universally acclaimed as one of the best, if not the best main yes. right? So next week we will okay. get a treat. So Hopefully. I thought I thought 18 was. So I went into this and I, you know, I kind of was agreeing. I was like, this <laughs> is so like honestly, if I'm just a quick, just quickly thinking and not deep diving deep from where I'm at now, I think I could comfortably put this in. I think I'd put it in my top five manias. It's it's got to be. Yeah, same. It's it's a good. Same. It's good. So I'm very surprised by everything. So Meltzer and all of his readers were on some strange Kool Aid for this event. It seems they they yeah. I mean, WWF owned wrestling, right? And they hated WWF. So yeah, they had to so. be 66% thumbs up. It's less of a thumbs up than WrestleMania 12. Which I was, don't buy that. Yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. Uh, so three stars, and then we'll get out of here. Let you guys go. This one went on a long time, but it's a long show. So it's what happens. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, one of them. Third star, Ric Flair, because he got it. Go watch the match. Of course, you have to give this man a fucking star. He's what oh. 50, fifty years old at this point and still putting on and this is his second shirtless match in like five years. Yeah, and he's fucking <laughs> out there keeping up with Taker when Taker's at you know peak Taker. It's very it's impressive oh, yeah. as hell. 
It really is. Yeah. And everyone that's going to shit on him, like, oh, look at his physique. Oh, fuck yourself. You go out there oh, and yeah. do that. Yeah, good he luck. He looks better than fucking Jericho does. Well, uh, well kind did, of. Did, I don't know. Did, did you say did, did. Did. Jericho did the week long. Three weeks ago, three <laughs> weeks ago, Jericho cut one of his steroids. He cut the <laughs> trembolone, and now he looks decent. Yeah, his, his uh, abs are back. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. But uh, yeah, so Flair gets the three. Two I gave to uh, uh, Rocky himself for being in that match. And I, I, even though it wasn't my favorite match of the night, I, I gave number one to Hogan. I had I I couldn't yeah. not it that trying like that's just I didn't want to I really didn't want to I, I did it. not want I knew to. you were gonna say that but you but have to the I, crowd to. the crowd fucking yeah. loves Hogan exactly Hogan must pose and I don't know that's why the it story just... of Mania eighteen is Hogan must pose the Rock said wait come back you must pose yeah. Dude, and he I, said, I must, I must pose. And he it, said, yeah. Hogan must pose. And in, he my, said, in my brain, pose. dude, the biggest wrestling questions of all time. Is he? Are you? No. But also, why do people like Hogan? I just, I don't. Like, <laughs> even, even when he was Hulkamania, like, looking back at that, why did you like him over Savage? They were very similar, except Savage could work. Yeah, but when I was a kid, I didn't care about Savage. He didn't make sense. It's only once that I'm an adult and I understand. Can you fucking like, listen to Hogan talk? <laughs> he makes yeah, less sense. Yeah, but let me tell you something, dude. Here's the thing, brother. Here's I, I, I swam across the fucking river with my Hulkamania. What? You no. Know, let me tell you something, dude. Uh, it's just cooler than like, oh, yeah. So it's not. It's thing. not cooler. I unwrapped my Slim Jim Pink. And, oh, it's yeah. so much better. And then I freak out. I'll never, I will never understand. I will never understand the Hogan love. Very different promo. That's all I gotta say is very different promo. Who's better on the mic, Hogan or Steiner? Scott. Scott Steiner. Um. (laughs) It's gotta be Scott, right? Can't. I gotta say Scott now. <laughs> yeah, you. who are you gonna quote? Hogan said the same thing over and over again. He got at least three Steiner. Scott Steiner <laughs> literally. Scott Steiner literally never said the same thing. Math. You've got the the German one. It, oh, literally, man. Scott Steiner never said the same thing again because he couldn't remember what he said two <laughs> seconds ago. Oh no! <laughs> what I said last week, but it don't matter. I wonder. You know, yeah. I know it's off topic, but I feel like the Scott Steiner math promo. In a, a weird way, is up there with the pipe bomb promo and how oh, memorable it's, no, it is. It's bigger than that. It's transcended wrestling because it gets quoted it's every week. It does. Now. It's true. Yeah, it gets quoted every week. Somebody just said the odds drastic go down just <laughs> last week, and I was like, "That's that kind of math." That's, yeah, oh, God. <laughs> it gets quoted all the time. I love it. That's good. but yeah, I mean, like you know what. If you're going to go back and watch a mania this month so far, well, here's my thing. Tony gives you what's what were your stars? Your stars were Hogan. Uh, I was three, three was Flair, two was Rock, and one was Hogan. Okay. Um, my thing is if you're going to go back and watch one match, I've been saying that lately. This one, it's a tie for me. You have to go back and watch Taker Flair, and you have to go back and watch Rock Hogan. Other than that, meh. You can skip the event, but if you're going to go yeah. back and watch a match, you have to watch both of them. You yep. don't get to pick. You have to watch both. Yeah, watch them both. Um, Absolutely. And I would said, say, so I, if, if I'm going to tell someone to go back and watch this and you just want the highlights, watch 
the Triple H Jericho match, that's worth watching, but watch it first. And then jump to Flair and then jump to Taker. Yeah. And that, that would be, be that would be the way to do this. And you mean jump to Flair and then jump to Hogan. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Flair Taker second and then Hogan Rock last. Yeah. That would be the but, that would um, be the edit cut. If if WWE was smart uh, with Peacock, they would have just cut those and flopped them. <laughs> well, at least they don't do fucking that George Lucas of shit. I would it's rather true. them keep it keep it. Hey, dude, any day now, we're gonna start getting like in the Benoit matches. It's just gonna be a man wrestling in invisible. <laughs> There's nothing there. <laughs> it's gonna be the 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 creator wrestler. <laughs> yes. Oh. Hey guys, give us a like and subscribe on YouTube and uh, follow us on Twitter at talking underscore smart. New episodes drop every Friday, every single Friday, early in the morning. Now I'm dropping them like 1am Pacific. That's like 3am Eastern um, Spotify, Apple music, Apple podcast. Fuck it. Apple Wherever pie. you're listening, Apple pie, uh, all the above. Please consider giving us a five-star rating or positive review. Like, please consider pressing one button for us because it really goes a long way. Uh, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash talkingsmarkwrestling. Oh, oh, wait. Did I, did, I, did I tell you you can get to all these places from talkingsmark.com? You didn't? Like, it's so much website. easier to go there. Website. That's, yeah, that's big. Website. That's big. It's a, yeah, it's just a link tree, but you can get to all these places. So forget about what I'm saying. Just go to TalkingSmart.com. Yeah. This is this has been a bullshit fuck-all production, right? I, I can't wait to say we have a production company. But if you want to sell us some advertisements or, you know, if you want us to read about them, if you want to questions, comments, show suggestions, you want to advertise anything at all, uh, just contact us talking smack wrestling at gmail.com if if you're brian if you're brian zane and you want us to be on your show call us just hit us up man we will do that i knew i knew mega ran before you that's all (laughs) god um give us a like hit us up hit us up steve Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Talking Smack Wrestling and stay tuned for streams soon. <laughs> uh, that's, soon I think that's the, of all of our memes, I think that's the memeiest. Soon. Oh, Very yeah. soon, soon. Soon. As soon it's as we production. figure as, as soon as we can figure out how to actually do it. <laughs> Both of us remotely from one location. From no. one location, meaning the stream. Yes. Like the stream comes from one computer, but both of us remotely are streaming on the same stream. Not like two streamers on a joint stream. We don't want to do that. No, we're we're going to, it's going to be janky. It's just going to be probably me screen capping you. So we're both on there. It's going to be janky, but it'll be there. It's going to be fantastic. It will be the best thing probably on Twitch. I'd say. Yeah. Easily. I'll just pick a really good William Rigo face to represent my disgust with the entire situation, and then we'll be fine. <laughs> I'll just say, uh, in, in return, I'll, I'll put on the Christian happy face to counteract your negativity. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, also, I know we're at the end, but as I'm slotting that in. Before you watch those three matches, just go to that part and just, just watch his face. 
that'll get you in the mood for the show. <laughs> well, if they're on Peacock and they're looking for any parts of any of these matches, they're going to see that fucking shit over and over again. <laughs> yeah, apparently yours broke and you could only see Christian the whole time. <laughs> the entire thing. It's just Christian making that dumb face. What a, what a WrestleMania that would be. Tweet that at him. Um, but, but uh, yeah, yeah that's catch it for us next week at probably the best WrestleMania of all time. So yeah. hopefully we can make up for three bad ones and then we'll probably question our ability to ever do this again for any March ever for the rest of time. Too many. Yeah. We're a lot of manias. Same with the we've rumble. That was a bad idea. We should, we're going to have our... a good. Oh, we're going to have one more bad rumble. Oh, wow. Well, we're going to have a lot of bad rumbles. If we're watching, well, we've had more. a bad suggestion for a bad rumble followed by another we... one. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. okay. Sorry. One was a battle Royal. Totally different. Yes. Different <laughs> event. Yes. Not 30 men. But 20. But yeah. Was it 20? Well, uh, 20? I don't care. I don't, I I don't, don't care enough to remember. I've I don't scrubbed remember it. and I'm not looking back. <laughs> I've scrubbed it. Sorry, from Nick memory. in Michigan. I just, yeah. I just, it's, it's, I'm trying so hard to block that out of my brain. Oh, God. It Bulldog one. Everyone knows that. Yeah, Sorry. There you go. Problem solved. We'll see Bye, you guys, guys next week. Please. Here on, here on the, the bad bullshit network of fuck. Eight fucking WrestleManias at this point. Four that got, hours. That got aggressive and depressing right there, but you okay? Sean's having no. a mental breakdown, but it's okay. He'll be back <laughs> next week for a good show. Trust me. Bye bye. <laughs>